On today's episode, we catch up on, on some hobby chat and then delve into the new magic reveals for the old world, as well as share our thoughts on what we think uh, the factions are going to look like when the old world drops early next year. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Old World Fanatics. We're only two days late from our normal schedule, <laughs> the podcast. But yeah, hopefully we're your Warhammer podcast to quench your hobby thirst for all things the Old World. And I'm your host, Gomo, with my other two co-hosts, Andrew and Josh. How is everyone on, what is it, Wednesday, I think? I'm Wednesday, days yeah. Now. Wednesday for yeah. us, at least. Yeah. I was thinking Monday. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got it. I'm like, oh, no, hang on, it's changed to Tuesday. I was yeah. like, oh, hang on, no, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> all over the shop. Probably one week only. This one was my fault. But um, uh, yeah, <laughs> probably good. back to Tuesday. I can't next believe week, we probably. um, I can't believe we keep doing weeklies. But anyway, can't I know <laughs> the weeklies for can't months and we run out. Yeah, like, uh, like, no, cool. We're no, coming into awesome. Christmas and we're like, we're just gonna keep doing it every week, aren't we? Straight up, yeah, through think, Christmas. Do you uh, think? Well, I'm away <laughs> for at least a week, so I guess we'll probably have to. We'll probably chat about that. Actually, that's a we'll we'll talk a little bit about. That in the news in terms of upcoming episodes, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes, and I'm, I'm assuming once the old world drops, we'll be all psyched up as well. So yeah, cool. Crazy. That's um, it's just us today, which is cool. We're just going to run through like probably everyone knows about now the magic phase. Not I shouldn't call it the magic phase because it's not the magic phase. <laughs> the magic sub phases. Times phases four. Of the old world got dropped, so we want to definitely catch up on that. And then I have been talking about wanting just to chat about the whole factions and when they launch and the nine factions, what mm. are they, what's their plan? That's just all us just crapping yeah. on or me. So I've got no You've news or anything. We just want to have wanting a Wanting to about talk it. about that subject for like <laughs> three or four weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> I keep mentioning <laughs> it on the podcast. And just just think, I probably forgot what I originally wanted to talk about <laughs> too. So. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Um, and we'll probably do a little bit of hobby, but because uh, we didn't do that last week, but, um, you know, Depends on how much Ooh, we've yeah. got. I guess there's a few. There's a few notes here from Josh. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh. Josh big fat Josh. hobby. Josh's hobby section. <laughs> <laughs> We're rebranded, eh? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, actually, before we kick into the news, though, I just wanted to. We did do this last week, but it was right at the end, and I feel a bit slack just in case people didn't go all the way to the end. And that's shout out our first ever Patreon, which is Jared. You, Jared A. Maybe I'll start mentioning his last name, but I'll just say. It begins with a so yeah, thanks jared a for uh yeah just small contribution every month to help i guess old world fanatics keep on kicking so um yeah if the, anyone else wants to uh check out our patreon we are on there it's just on the link on our website but apart from that obviously no uh obligation to do so but we're obviously mm. appreciative that list grows so anyway yes. that's enough yeah. crapping on for that yeah. uh, <laughs> it just helps the hosting fees more yeah, yeah. Exactly right. 100%. yeah yeah so um, news, there isn't any news as such because we're going to talk about it <laughs> like we have been with the magic phase. But I did want to bring up um, a post that came out today. We've sort of known about it, but no one else does. We're, we're going to um, jump on a combined podcast. Uh, we don't have a date yet, but uh, between, I'm going to get it wrong here. I think it's The Old World Lives, The Herdstone and Us, um, basically playing a podcast family feud style uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of amalgamation. So I don't know how we're going to uh, logistically do it, but we're going to try. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so as a result, I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a Twitter link that goes up to a survey for our listeners to fill out, no, not us. Now, I don't know if you guys got that. I hope you didn't go to that link yet. You haven't. No, 
It's all no. news to you guys. No. Good. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to work. Uh, because it's basically, I guess, um, Ryan, who's running it from the Herdstone, is, I guess, crowdsourcing some of the information, like quiz stuff. Ooh. So if you go and look at it, you'll know the types of questions that they're going to ask. Oh, so don't, right, right. don't look at it. Just us three. Anybody else listening to this, go yeah. to it and fill it in as much as you can. Yeah. Um, be, so kind. It be, fun. be kind. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> a bit worried how good we'll go. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun. I, I'd i love to get it in before Christmas and do a bit of a Christmas fun podcast thing, but it's just going to be you know, the logistics of it. So, we're, so there we go. The old world guys are over in um, somewhere in, you know, Europe. Um, yeah, Sweden <laughs> or Poland. Yeah, Sweden, one of them. And then the uh, obviously the Herdstone's in the States and we're in yeah. Australia. So Wait, how many different yeah. people are going to be involved in this? Because I thought the Old World Leaders is like quite a few people, like regular. Yeah, and I don't know if everyone podcast. from every podcast will get on, but... It'll be like nine see. people yeah, or something. Like, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. It's, so if you jump on their first Herdstone podcast, they did a similar thing, not with other podcasters, but there was about six people on it, I think. Um, so we'll see. Well, yeah, it may be spectacularly great or it might just... <laughs> Go down. Under chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so, that should be good. So that'll we'll be fun. Yeah. Look forward to it. But that's it for uh, news. So I might, uh, we'll just get onto some hobby before we jump into the main topic. Um, and Josh has got the most. We'll throw it to Josh first. All right. All right. Yep. <laughs> sure. Well, what did you get up to the last two weeks? I know. Yeah, two weeks. We didn't do any last week. Yeah. Two I weeks mean, of hobby. I'm assuming you were hobbying, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was hobbying. <laughs> I don't spend much of my time doing anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, what did I do? So I've continued to work on the um, the the fields and ponds. Much talked about fields and ponds. So um, I think last time I talked about them, I just done the texturing. Um, so I've done the the dirt layers and I've, I've grassed them all up. Um, I've started working on the fences for the for the fields as well. Um, where I usually I actually just I like scratch building them using matchsticks. Um, oh god, how long does that take? <laughs> <laughs> Not as long as well, it does take a while, but I don't mind spending Josh time. Loves it. He loves it. It just it just it just has a nice look to it, um, uh, and. Uh, and I just have, it gives me lots of control over the style it is and um, the dimensions and, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I've done the, the the vertical posts where I want to want them, uh, and I've also built hedges for some areas of the paddocks as well. Um, uh, and then yeah, with the ponds, I've done the so I've done all the grass around the edges. And yesterday, I actually did the resin pour ah cool. yeah. as well for two out of three of them anyway. Um, uh, which because it just takes ages. Because mm. uh, I got to get the, the the hardest thing with getting the resin is actually making sure you get the right level of transparency. And because you know I'm just dropping in um, the dye. I use the the woodland scenes ones. I mean you can use acrylic paint like as well, but it doesn't dissolve as well. And if you use too yeah. much of it, it actually affects the setting of the resin. So yeah. I use a little bit of of black ink, but mostly I use the the stuff is actually designed to be to put, put into resin, um, so it doesn't affect the setting. Um, uh, but the re- the pours I've done in the past have been into like pre-made boards that we are I'm pouring like you know 
15 mil depth mm. or two centimeter depth and yeah i can you got you don't need to go as hard with the 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 colorization with those um whereas with these ones i've only got about three or four millimeters so i've actually yeah. had to go a lot darker yeah um because uh, otherwise you just you can just see the bottom too much it doesn't look doesn't look, doesn't look as thing. real. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, so what a couple of like the first one I did actually had to put in more dye after I'd poured it and like quickly just like stir oh. it around to try to get it. <laughs> a yeah. bit I was going to say, did you like, do you pour it anywhere else to test it first? Or I guess you sort of, it's not going to be mm. accurate because you sort of need it into what you yeah, just made. Yeah. Like you, you need, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't really. Um, mm. uh, I guess it does take a long time to set. So it gives you time, like it takes hours to set really. Yeah. So in theory, the worst case scenario, and this is what I did when I very first pour, I actually just use a pipette. Like I'd only poured like a little bit of it and I was like, oh, this is way too transparent. I actually just use a pipette and sucked it back up Sucked and put it, it back up. in the pot and then yeah. just re- yeah. added more color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got, you got you know, flexibility in that regard. But um, uh, one problem I did have was that I think the second pot actually put a bit too much resin in and actually got a bit of overflow going down the edges oh. <laughs> uh, in like a couple of spots. Because the whole thing is like I've, I've um, you know, it's just sculpted and the how high the the lips are it's like i'm doing it by eye so yeah. you know it's hard to have it evenly right all the way around yeah um so yeah they're just slightly overestimated did it but look okay to... or not or yeah it looks fine thing. it looks fine i might i might have to just scrape away and regrass the bit of area because yeah. it's quite shiny um, yeah it's not gonna look yeah. like, like water running or anything like that no no, no. Yeah. it'll look it just looks strange so i might just have to mm. redo the grass i'll just scrape it off with a scalpel blade and put the new grass on um uh but yeah, so that's going to set on a couple of days, and then I am um, my last. The last step is actually to do the ripples, and I usually just use a Mod Podge and just an airbrush and just like, and it just gives a nice sort of appearance oh, of yeah. ripple yeah, water. Yeah, wow. yeah, because yeah. oh. at the moment it's just flat. <laughs> yeah, it's flat. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no texture to it, so that'll yeah, be the, yeah. the last step. So have Sorry. a northeasterly wind, a breeze coming mm. through. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Um, so um yeah the what else so that's the terrain that i've been doing yeah. uh and then i've done so i did the devoted sand and bearer um and i've actually i've semi freehanded it where i've actually got a it's a sort of a guided freehand i guess is how i describe it where i've actually got a i made an outline of a slanesh icon yeah. printed it on transfer stuck the transfer on the banner yeah. and then actually filled it in and painted around it so that you can't actually see the original transfer anymore. Like I just use it as an outline oh, yeah, to guide yeah, yeah, my freehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You actually, obviously you leave the transfer on there, but you can't see it. Yeah. That, no. Yeah. You can't see the transfer like at all. Because um, yeah. that's yeah. half the struggle with freehand is the actual structure. Once you've got it there, because it's similar. I mean, it's flat, but it's similar yeah. painting. You can usually do a decent job of the rest of it. It's just yeah. getting that like dimensions if you're not good at drawing and stuff yeah it's pretty easy to make something look really goofy yeah was yeah. that um, your idea josh or did you see somebody do that or no i just came up with it that's <laughs> really good anyone that's, else that's do it. awesome that's an awesome idea thanks <laughs> mm, mm. nice guys yeah, yeah, you just print that out of a printer like you just got a tr- transfer thing oh yeah i bought like i bought like a little pack of five sheets of the yeah. you got to get either the laser or the inkjet transfer mm-hmm. paper depending on the printer yeah. you have um uh, and then yeah you just gotta find the right icon or you just use photoshop to 
change it so it's a hollow icon. Get the right or, size. Or yeah, yeah, make sure it's, yeah, yeah. Um, just got to edit it a little bit. Um, and then you then you um, usually put it in Word and try to work out the size of it. And maybe I'll print off like three or four of them, yeah. marginally different size, so that when I've got it printed off, I can just stick it up to the banner and go, oh, I'll, I'll use this one because this one looks yeah. like it's about the right size. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it's just like a black outline. And then mm. yeah, you can just you can just fill it in. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. think about that. That's yeah, it's that's a tip. That's that's yeah. worth listening to. People just got gold then. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> giving it yeah, away. Special special Josh's <laughs> technique. <laughs> so do you have to use like an A4 sheet basically just to get a single transfer out? Pretty much. Uh, but what I've, I don't. Oh, uh, okay. So I think the pack of five was like. I can't remember now. I think it was ten dollars and then postage or fifteen dollars something. But the thing yeah. is, you don't you don't just use one sheet and then print one transfer and then throw yeah. it away. What oh, I do yeah, is, yeah. You, I, you know, I cut off the 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 yeah. transfer I've used, and then I my printer doesn't let me just feed it back in again if it's not an A4 piece of paper. So yeah. I actually work really hard to preserve it. So I actually paste the the transfer sheet on a, another piece Normal of A4, piece of paper. like yeah, just yeah, with yeah. some PVA glue. Yeah. And it's just works. It's yeah, just yeah. the printer just doesn't mind that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't complain. <laughs> as long as it's got the shape Ooh. of an A4, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 I can sweet. just keep using the same sheet. Nice. So I've got I've printed off quite a few transfers and I'm only yeah. halfway through the first sheet I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's yeah, economic. That's yeah, that is. That's awesome. Um so where was I? So yep, yeah, I was gonna keep going through my my hobby gold, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, so I polished off the, the rest of the slow growth for that the month. So I've done the mountain demonettes. Um, I started working a bit on the cold one nights um, uh, and I'm having a little bit of trouble getting the right color for the cold ones, mm-hmm. I reckon. The first one, I just did like a quite bold purple. Um, yeah. And it just, with the cut, with the rest of the color scheme of the night, which is like pinkish and a little bit of purpleiness and teal and gold and silver, Having a strong purple, the cold one, I think it just it just confuses is, things. Is everything slightly. too busy? Or yeah, like, yep, too busy. Yeah, yeah. too busy. Um, so I think I'm thinking of going maybe down a, a sort of a bluish tealish road, I think, or a darker, like a dark blue type thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just but thinking, I'm, could you go like some real, uh, like white, like a bloody uh, what's it called? What's it called when they um when you get a white animal? Albino. Albino. <laughs> Albino <cold ones. laughs> I just let them stick out the other ones. Big there. red laser eyes. Yeah. That's not know. the worst idea. Mm. <laughs> if I had the right shade. Yeah. yeah. It would look hilarious. Although what base do you have bad. again? You've got pretty snowy. Yeah, it's a snowy base with black, mm. black edges and stuff. Yeah, might look a bit washed out. Oh, but you're thinking actually, like yeah, midnight no, blue, black. type sort of I'm like thinking, almost black. Is that mean? Like yeah, blackish, bluish, maybe a little mm. bit of red in there. And then maybe I'm actually going to maybe I like along the top parts of the scales make it have like purplish highlights or something, have mm. like a dual oh, color yeah. type thing going on. That's what I'm thinking about maybe doing. Mm. But yeah, when I have time, I'll work on that a bit more. Um, yeah, I'll throw them up so we can have a look. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're very much work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then I also found a little um, illusion spell marker, which is like a little cloud um, yeah. that I've actually, like a 3D print of it. So I actually yeah. stuck it on the, a 
the 3D printed base I have and printed that off as like a, a marker for the Tulane Delusions for the spell where they have to go towards a marker. Um, so I've got like, I painted the cloud like pink so it fits with the, st- the sorceress and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of that, that scheme I've got going on. So yeah, I've got a little a little spell marker for that that fits the theme. Um, and the other thing I've been doing for the slow grow uh, is actually, I remember when I, on the first session, only a few people had line of sight markers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people didn't even weren't even aware of the rule. <laughs> line of sight. <laughs> um, so I've actually just printed off. I print over a few rounds. Um, I printed off quite a few. Um, I line was of thinking of, around that for um, CanCon in terms of getting because I've been talking to some sponsors for some things. We we should have a boxed game to give away as well because we hit we've hit sixty, Ooh. haven't we? Okay. Close to it. I think we're close. I think we're. Last time if, I heard it was fifty six, but I don't know. Yeah, if we're, if we're over fifty, one of these people give us a box game to give out. So they're just sorting that out and sending it to me. So I don't know how big oh. that is, but it's like not just a box. I think it's a boxed game that like we raffle game. off. Yeah, as long as we raffle it off to a charity, like what that the. It, I don't know. It might be like, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like a board game. It'll be a war game, but I think it's a, a substantial. Giveaway, oh, hopefully, nice. but we just have to raffle it. Oh, okay. Type thing. So, yeah, okay. yeah so that'd be pretty cool. Okay, that sounds really cool. We'll, so we'll have to come yeah. up with a charity. So that's uh, not my hobby time. I just you just reminded <laughs> me when you said the line just of sight thing. I thought, oh, you know how heaps of times you go to a tournament and they have a marked on there or whatever. Like we got some with Battle of the Vines. Sometimes sponsors yeah. do them. I was wondering if we should do something for CanCon and then I thought, oh, well, Josh can print them. But <laughs> yeah, well, I have literally done that. Like yeah. I actually put. Black Arrow Slow Grow engraved into mm. the line of sight marker. Yeah. So that's literally yeah. what you're describing. <laughs> or a dice. Maybe we can do some old world fanatic ones. Yeah. <laughs> Single dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Old world fanatic ones yeah. too. Yeah. You could have like that little icon we have as the six on the dice. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, nah, cool. Um, what is this next point? That you're oh, in our show notes? I enjoyed putting this in the show notes. Echidnas just in the whole world, just to really confuse you guys. You're like, what the hell is this? Oh, so it's not real. Oh, no, it is real. I just enjoyed doing it very vaguely. So you were like, what the hell are we talking about? Um, What I found out is that this is actually referring back to this is going to really confuse you. I'm talking about the the fiend of Slanesh right now. Um, So, echidnas, their hind legs Uh point backwards. Ah, I discovered this recently. Mas- is that a marsupial as well? It is, isn't it? It's a monotreme. Oh, monotreme. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Australia, our right, animals are just weird, <laughs> aren't they? They're so, they're so isolated. They've just totally evolved into different animals that we've got here. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so my question really is, do you think it's just fiends of Slanesh that are monotremes or is it all <laughs> chaos spawns? <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't know enough about animals or slanesh. <laughs> yeah. So. When did you find that out? Is that is that something you just recently found out, or you just spark um, your interest in your? Yeah, you know, I just happened to watching a video of echidnas walking around, echidnas and walking. then you were like, and I was like, hey, I, that's oh, how I put legs back, backwards, <laughs> like the slanesh feet. Uh, yeah, slanesh. looked up the anatomy, it's and it's, it's right. You know what you need to do? Who sculpted the first one? I wonder. I have to go back and look at that and find them. Facebook message them because they're all on Facebook. These 
old guys like us and, and ask them, did you base this off the echidna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Well, it's got a big long tongue as well, you know, like it. Yeah. yeah. Some similarities right. there. Yeah. yeah. Anteater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it makes uh, sense now, though. <laughs> it's all coming yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then finally, mm. this is a big long list I got, man. Two yeah, weeks man. So I had to unload. <laughs> um, finally, I had some really sad thing happen where mm. my Dremels—I have an old Dremel stylus, so it got discontinued years ago. I bought it like 2015, and I think it yep. got discontinued a year later. It's like it's a particular Dremel that's quite small, and it's got like a pistol grip sort of shape to it, mm-hmm. whereas oh, the yeah. normal Dremels, you know, it's just a lot bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. one. And I really loved that that design and i think it was actually really quite popular i think a lot of people were sad when they discontinued it um but it's been working for me so many years and now finally the charger actually stopped working um uh so the the actual dremel is okay but i can't charge it i'm looking online to see if i can get a new charge there's the only there's two charges on ebay for like 130 dollars and they're all in america so they're 110 yeah. voltage so you know i can't use them because mm. you need 240 volts here so there's no point in me buying those charges because they won't work yeah i mean sometimes that uh sometimes you can do that it's you can't it's a lot harder to go the other way but sometimes you can do that and it's slower do you think yeah, yeah. i've got a voltage but, converter you can yeah, you, buy you them, do that you can buy them they're um, like another 100 bucks but did you check the like the chart? The big thing to check is the amperage, the like, and um, yeah, and yeah. you just I haven't checked the amperage. Crafty, get a qualified right electrician to rewire mm. it for you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do okay. it yourself, boys and girls, because I get in trouble for giving wall. dodgy, <laughs> <laughs> dodgy advice, endangering people's safety. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, yeah, Isn't I've, that I've this, the, the trip circuit things in your house before anyway to save yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> diffuse box <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save diffuse your box. own stupidity <laughs> it's yeah. like a bike yeah. Yeah. um hmm, okay yeah i'll have to think about it uh, like it's, it's a significant investment like it's buying the a new charger if i if yeah. i was to buy a new charger rather than try to repair the current one which i also have no skill in whatsoever mm. Yeah. Um, yeah i'll be spending more money than i spent on the original dremel yeah yeah <laughs> you just get used to a different one or something. But it's yeah, just or it'll yeah. just be. I'd look at actually just upgrading it yeah. to something. Yeah, something to to I don't know a more modern one, I guess. But I just like that that particular mm. one because it was small and easy to use and very you know tactile. Yeah, well, pistol. So it's like a yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because mm. it's not more like a pen. It's actually like you're holding well, it. More like a backwards pistol, I guess, is how I describe oh, it. You know, right. so so yeah, yeah, it's sort of like a pen, but you've got like a, a bar that goes down the bottom as well, so you can rest your whole palm against it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it yeah. gives you a lot of dexterity. Yeah, yeah, right. but yeah, they 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 got rid of it, which is yeah, sad. Ah, well, anyway, yeah, uh, you'll sort that out. Obviously, you use it a fair bit then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it all the time. You know, just grinding down. You know, if I print off. Um, movement trays I'll use it to grind down yeah, the edges from the printer, the yeah, um, printer. You, for yeah. making terrain I use it all the time for sanding stuff or drilling holes or yeah um, yeah not I probably don't use it much on miniatures themselves yeah, yeah. but all the peripheral stuff especially terrain I find it's really important for me to have yeah. that yeah. technology see I was um, looking into a Dremel to for really bad mold lines 
um, especially mm. on resin stuff. And because I got a, a Dremel knockoff, and everybody basically was like, oh, don't do it because it just destroys your miniatures. Ross, for me, mm. I thought it would be. I thought I saw someone on sort of Instagram tool. doing it the other day with like. Like a, if you didn't go too crazy. Something. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's just, yeah, the, the, even a lower setting, the rotation speed might just be, it might just be a bit easy to overdo it slightly. I, I think you yeah, could do right. it. You just have to be careful about, about how much force you apply yeah. and how long you apply the, the, the sander to that area. I've never used Dremel for that purpose. Sorry, I yeah. I just, I just feel like you get a lot more control just doing it by hand. I find um, those jewelers files, but sometimes they just make a bit of a, scratchy sort of mess sometimes even if you do go a bit um like if it's a nice smooth surface mm. um sometimes you might nick it or something and it just i, I don't know yeah I just, yeah. yeah files can, yeah can be yeah. a problem i agree yeah. usually i just use the back of a scalpel blade and just, <laughs> that's what i use i just yeah. Yeah, scalpel. probably and then if they're too annoying to get to i just leave them <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I mean, it depends where it is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah ample no. supply of scalpel blades from work, which helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use it for one cast rate. Yeah. Rinse it. Rinse All right, it. this could be good. good. To go. yeah. Take it home. <laughs> sure you won't want to nick yourself with a bloody surgical yeah. blade, though, would you? Yeah, I'd actually really? do blunt them. I like just yeah, whack them oh, yeah. on the surface so that because yeah. otherwise, yeah, they were just way too sharp to be safely yeah. used. And I have certainly yeah. cut myself more than once. <laughs> mm. Yeah, especially when I put a new one on and I forget that it's not blunt like the old one, mm. and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. crap, I've got this yeah. huge cut on my heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's a deep one when you cut yourself and it just doesn't bleed <laughs> for a bit, and then you're just like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you see oh, yeah. it coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're anyway, designed to it. they're designed to cut into tissue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's definitely the hobby right. uh, vet podcast so far. Yes, it today. is. Yeah. Castration and <laughs> castration and models. Dreams. I like how, <laughs> my mind, dreams. how like that's that's where my mind went first of all mm. of all surgeries I could have named. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that'd be what seventy <sighs> percent of all surgeries. <laughs> I'm guessing. Mm, mate, quite, oh, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. very much a common one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's enough about my hobby, guys. Um, <laughs> who else what, cut, 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 cutting in? off balls or? <laughs> <laughs> he is in the slanesh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get paid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paid hobby. Uh, do, you, do you want to go, Andrew, or you want me to go? Or? No, no, yeah, I can go. Um, so I actually did something um, decent. Well, kind of. Um, so I'm, I'm on the back end of my, um, cull, uh, which is good. I'm only down to 20, 20 lots out of the original <laughs> hundred. Um, and I've just been sorting, um, my, oh, I'd call it a, it's a shed, but it's kind of like a large shed. So it's like a 20 square meter, call it a workshop. Mm. Um, so I've been going through sorting some stuff out and I found a, um, a dwarf, dragon slayer that i was meaning to paint and i've done most of my dwarves um who's prime black so i actually threw a bit of white primer on just doing a bit and of that a little bit yeah. yeah um i've actually done that before for my dragon slayers and it made it so much easier so yeah. I, I painted him up um just pretty oh, i spent a bit of time on him not not too much um 
they're actually quite easy because um, I find dragon slayers. There's not a lot to them, um, but yeah, the the oh, I've got a very um, bright. Well, it, it's bright anyway, but I sort of I've gone for a bit of a, a an extra bright orange um, with the yellowy sort of highlights. Yeah. Um, so just on the yeah. beard and stuff like the yeah the beard the the hair. Hair. yeah 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 um like the troll slayer orange sort of thing yeah um <clears throat> yeah it's just it's come up really good because I've I've basically I've got a uh I, I don't know if you guys have much of them but I, I've I really like just going um and they're not super opaque or anything um you get the uh like the fluoro edition I think Vallejo does them um, I haven't used them but I've heard about them yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really, yeah, because they, they, it doesn't go on super thick. It just kind of, it, it's almost like a bit of a, not quite a wash, but like a, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's quite, it's a little bit watery at the same yeah. time. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's, it's really good. It just gives it a bit more pop. Um, and I found that that, going from what I did last time uh, with my big, bunch of troll slayers that i've got going from a black primer to a zenithor was mm. saved me and, so that, and that's time. not contrast paints that's just normal paints yeah just normal paints. yeah 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 because yeah. Yeah. even yeah. layer paints over black sometimes like yeah, when you get yeah, like a bright yeah. bright color it just mm. you just layer and layer and layer and it's mm. just yeah yeah I've never primed with just black. I, even when I first started painting, it was white primer only. Um, and I think that's made me into like a painter that really loves bright colors. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and I hate it. If, even if I do zenithal primer and the, there's a bit, I haven't got enough white and the zenithal. Yeah. I hate it because, yeah, mm. it's just like I can't get it bright enough. I don't, it really that's frustrates funny because I'm like the reverse. And so I've always hate, I've always steered clear of white undercoat because the ones I've tried, I did used to do it white when I was a kid, but I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Um, but then when I, I started, <laughs> yeah, then when I started the uh, Empire, that was all black. And um, it's only lately with the contrast paints that I've been doing Zenithal. Like it freaked me out when it got too white because I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to, I don't know. I felt like I don't know how to join the colours together, whereas like yeah, the black, you can always leave a bit. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's always yeah. a, a gap, like, even if there's not, like, there's defined lines. But as a result, Josh, you're probably right. Like, I reckon my stuff tends to be more dull, like, grimy stuff and, you know, a lot of wash stuff. And whereas it's not, I've, I struggle with trying to make it pop. Whereas yeah. now with contrast, have I gone more zenithal? I, I know what you mean. Like, I actually go probably, I wouldn't even call it a zenithal because I'm not really caring too much about making sure it's only coming from one light source. I'm more around just having that depth, I guess, on the whole yeah. model. I don't care. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, so. Yeah, no. I just it's just frustrating because you have to work so hard, as you say, Andrew, mm. so, so many layers to get a nice, clean, bright colour, mm. um, uh, you know, which just creates so much extra work uh, in that regard. I agree about, yeah, having the depth and the, the crevices when the dark and that type of thing. But I've always just been like, I'll paint something on a quite a bright surface and then I'll be like, yeah, this base coat doesn't look very good. And then I'll just put a wash on and yeah, it'll just nah, give all totally. the depth yeah. you need yes. and it'll yes. just be like yeah. night yeah. and day. Like, oh, nah. yes. Yeah, no, nah, totally. Like I absolutely agree with that because I've done that more and more now as I've 
even with the contrast stuff, it's like that. Sometimes, you know, you, mm. you're obviously using a fairly light, obviously, you know, close to white sometimes to get it yeah. working. But as a result, I'm back in that, yeah, occasionally I'll get in that state where I'm like, okay, that belt line to that skin is a bit, it's not as good as I want, but I know that I'll just come agrax around it anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 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 Like even yeah. recently, like, I don't know if you remember, but when I put up photos of my slow grow, the first lot of like witch elves and stuff, I actually didn't prime them white enough. It actually mm. frustrated me a lot because mm. a lot of the skin on the witch elves, I was really having to work really hard to get that the bright, the pale like flesh come up where a yeah. lot of it was on dark yeah. surfaces. And it, was, like, game, it actually meant painting it took a lot longer. Same with the mountain demonettes. Mm. Whereas the, the um, cold ones that I did, I actually have done a much whiter um, prime um, for those and it's a lot less irritating. Mm. The, the other thing too, I guess, um, sorry, this is your hobby time, Andrew, but um, I probably, no, no, it was, like it's probably the empire time. was black. My orcs and demons and all the other ones, I moved away from just black primer to whatever primer, you know, like orcs, I've got a really good green spray. So I use that yeah. and then, I, you know, like I use a lot of, I use a lot of Xandry dust mm. color spray, even for yeah. elves and stuff, because it's not white. So I don't go into that weird Oh, I can't paint on this, but it's light enough yeah. that when I put a xenolo over the top, it's pretty good, but it's not dark, dark. So yeah. it's yeah, always confused yeah. me priming something entirely in one particular color because then mm. it's like, how is that going to affect your layers for the other non-green colors? You know, like yeah. hybrid, yeah. Yeah. talking about like an orc and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that so was. I've, savages, I've never done it. Though, because there it wasn't just much. Strange. There wasn't much. Just a loincloth and yeah, it's pretty much a loincloth. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. That's yeah. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that. that's enough of a tangent. <laughs> I feel like I feel like not to put that as a whole section, the Zenithal yeah, yeah. section. Yeah, yeah. Zenithal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's that's all I had. But yeah, uh, Colin, what did you get up to? Ah, uh, Gomo. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> um, the I mean, yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm I'm probably not being old world enough, but I am trying to get through my orcs still. So I got eleven yeah. Gretchen done. Um, Ooh. They're actually quite fun to paint because they're so little. Um, and then with contrast paints, you just smash them out, which was fun. Yeah. But that that unit comes with like a le- 10 Gretchen and this other sort of orc, a runt herder or something. So got him done up. And then I've, I built the, I don't know if you guys probably don't know because it's 40K, but like the Beast Snaggers, which are like the newer orcs that came out last, I think, edition. They're sort of like, they're not savage orc, but they're like beastie. They're like big, I don't know, bigger orcs that, they're sort of they're, they're core, but they're like better. They're, it's the same problem you get in the old fantasy where no one took balls, uh, boys because the uh, savages were better. Um, it's a little bit like that, like these beast snaggers. Are, are these forty k? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So got them done up and just working through them really. So I want to get, I want to keep that that army going because I bought it and I'm like, well, you know, not an yeah. army, but I bought a bunch of 40k stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. don't know if I ever play it, but they're fun to paint while I'm waiting for the old world. Um, yeah. Have you painted up I'd... any heresy as well? Nah, not since that one dude that I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have stuff though. Like I bought a bunch of stuff on that. Uh, our club had like a buy, sell, swap day last month. So I went to that, but uh, oh, yeah. I didn't buy it from that, but I'd organize someone to, who was selling stuff cheap. So I grabbed some stuff, but I, the problem there is that's why I'm reading some heresy books and stuff. I don't want to commit to, I think I'm doing Sons of Horus, but I'm like, eh, I, I might read a little <laughs> bit more before I start throwing, you know, painting mm. a crap ton of it. And mm. none of this is urgent. I'm just like, just on the side while I'm waiting to know what I'm going to do in the old world. Um, so you're going to let the fluff guide you. Yeah, possibly. maybe. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe. So it's it's probably going to be Sons of Horus or like Space Wolves, but I just, you know, I need yeah. to read yeah. a bit. So I'm reading like one of the Space Wolf ones now just to yeah. see what it I is. I feel like the fluff is a solid way of guiding which probably faction, in, faction you follow for sure. And I think with Horus, heresy, definitely. Like 40K probably doesn't yeah. matter as much. Like the thing I like about the Orcs, to be honest, I almost like Orcs in 40K better than fantasy, like in the sense that I like their... Yeah. Yeah, I like the Orcs' uh, idea of that, you know, they just shit works because they believe it's going to work. <laughs> like that's, that's what I like. That's what this whole thing is, you know, like they just put shit together and they just, they will it to work and it just works. It just works. <laughs> but that's not fantasy. It's a bit different. Like fantasy Orcs are a yeah. bit different. Um, I think I probably like the Tomb King stuff better in fantasy, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what Old World brings. Um but yeah, I brought, I did pull out, I'm going to try to get five chariots done because there's a list that at some point, Andrew, we're going to have to get some more games in. Yeah. Uh, there's a list that has 10 chariots and I got five done. Ooh. So 10, 10 chariots. Yeah. Oh, um, sick. But I'm not convinced I don't, rush, yeah. won't take the other one that I have that I did play already with Andrew. So I want to play that a bit more on that list. Yeah. Because um, I think it'll be fun with that too. So I had that magic item in that other one with the tomb guard where it was like you get that you can you can wheel you can reform at the beginning of your movement phase before declaring charges i think that'd be yeah. cool just like yeah that <laughs> is. play around with that just do it, turn charged can <laughs> like that can that go on anything or is it just a tomb no guard? it's gonna only be on foot troops so you can't put uh, it on chariot <laughs> that would have been gold i know yeah. absolute yeah. gold yeah so i was wondering if you could you know team that up with the chariot you know like i don't know but anyway um yeah they're, they're slow. That's the problem. So we'll see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Um, I'll keep plugging away. But basically, just painting Tomb Kings and and 40k orcs, unless I work out what I'm going to do with Horus Heresy. But you know, like reality is, by the time we, I get substantially through any of this, it's going to be old world landing, and then I'll know what I want to do potentially. Yeah. Well, like I'll be on Tomb Kings for sure. See where they're at and rebasing and whatever. You know that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. you got to paint up a big bone dragon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll have to get that Big done. Crocodile. Yeah, we've got to get or, my um or two, <laughs> or two. <Yeah. laughs> Necropolis Knights done. I've got like the um bone. Well, and then the other thing that happened, the Pharaoh's Legacy dropped, which is that oh, new whole yes. range of tomb oh, kingy looking things. Yeah. So I will talk to you, Josh. I yeah, I haven't seen yet which ones. I'm still... mm. I mean, reality is the ones I will probably want to get are the ones I don't have. Things like the carrion and stuff, but I'm not going to use them at the moment. So. I might just—I yeah. don't know. I actually might get some scenery pieces printed out of that thing first because I might yeah. build a board for CanCon. That's all desert. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I printed off those obelisks, but I haven't got around to poaching them to you. But then I yeah, feel well, like yeah, leave it. Yeah, might as well just wait till. Well, there's some this. cool like little not obelisks. Well, there is obelisks, but there's like little different scenery things. I, like I, I want to build um a table because I'll bring one table with the desert mat. And I was thinking for forests, like there's ones with like all little pillars and just do exactly what I've done with the forest that you can pick the forests off, but they're actually pillars. Yeah. Like do you reckon that would be confusing as long as people know what it is? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm it looks like already. A, oh, so <laughs> it looks mean? like it, the, on the board it's not trees. The 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 forest is actually just these little like, oh, pillars and stuff. Like the but they're actually Yeah. Yeah. And they're broken ruins, but they're actually a forest. So you play it as a forest. You move them when you go in there. Oh, yeah. um, but it looks like a ruin, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be confusing. I'd be confused. What happens if it's printed on the same size base as the forest base and everything? And it's. I still know. look at it and be like, 
This looks like a ruins. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'd almost think like if you did it something like um, you had the 2D terrain that came out with Ninth Age um, where it looks like a tree canopy from the top. Yeah. And then you just put these stumps on, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, so you're yeah, kind of yeah. making a 3D effect and you'd have the 2D base that looks like a forest. Because those two D bases, you don't want to just play with just two D. It's no, they it's, look crap. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like yeah, kind of like having like a a two D print out of a house, but then you yeah. actually have a three D house on it. But then you can pull it off mm. if if mm. you needed to for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love look. I'll, I was looking at the different things, going, oh, they sort of look tree like if you like do it like this and plunk it around. And yeah, I have to have a look. At, yeah. I have to look at what you're talking about because yeah. I'm just picturing rubble, and maybe I'm. Just no, it's not it rubble. Wrong. It's literally just pillars. They're columns, and they're in mm. little groups of threes and twos. And you're like, mm, I was okay. thinking, well, if you put like a group of three and a group of two on a ball on a on a on a you know forest size base, like I've done with my forests. Um, Obviously, you'd have ruins and you probably have impassables like those, you know, like the obelisks and stuff separate as well. So it's mm. obviously three, you know, with hills, it's a three or four different things yeah. on the table and you sort of just, I don't know, just leave a marker on there that says yeah. it's forest. You know? I mean, you don't have to have a forest um, on each table. No, you don't. But, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, just to make it sort of the standard, you know, a couple of hills, a couple of forests, a couple of ruins or an impassable, bang, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't have to have forests. Yeah, no, but, true. Know, yeah, in my guidelines, it's zero to two i think for us you know you know yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. just just cool. a total of six weight stuff yeah that's i mean that's what i've been plonking along with the other other thing i did today was i went and bought uh a bigger a slightly bigger brush i like i was just quickly like what do you guys paint with oh, um, pretty small Raphael brushes usually oh i forgot about that old brand that's a that's a Brand that's been around for ages. What size though? Would you usually mix and match? Oh, is it a one I usually use? I do like double zero, I think. Do yeah. So yeah, I've the, gone like big because I yeah, yeah. yeah. I usually go ones. Yeah, I think so, you can probably do twos. I think, but yeah, I, I was told like my when I went to the class a few years ago, Meg Maples. Um, she was like, yeah, you got to use two or threes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. So that's someone on Instagram said this, like the, the bigger the, I get the better the paint on. I shouldn't say that, but they tend to just use two types, maybe a three, and then they might use a real small one for like eyes and stuff like that. That's mm. pretty much it. Apart she was from doing eyes with, with ones. Like yeah, it was well, crazy. I mean, she was painting enough. irises and she was still doing yeah. the ones. And I was like, good enough brush God. with a tip. Like, like, just matter what the tip is. It doesn't matter no, what size the brush is. And I was like, that's oh, right. Wow. The tips are all the same. It's actually how much, well, I don't know the physics of it, but the, whatever the body part of the, you know, mm. that holds more paint. And mm. I, I guess what I've, like, so I've been using, I mean, I did most of my empire and all that on number one, Winds and Newtons, um, yeah. which are quite, you know, they're not small, but they're not big. They're just, I think they're a pretty good size. They're nice enough, yeah. Um, but they are quite thin. They don't hold a heap of paint, I found, especially once I was playing around with contrast paints. Yeah. And then, and they're obviously expensive. Um, and then I found this one at like the local hobby store, which was like, it's still a, you know, Kalinsky Sable or whatever, but it was like a sort of a cheaper slightly brand. And it, they're number two was bigger than the Windsor one, but not as big as the Windsor's number two. And I've been using that and they're like $30. I've got, I've got two of them because I eventually, you know, you use it, use it, use it. And then I was like, oh, I might get another one. It's only $30. I must have a brand new one again. Um, yeah. 
but I've been going, oh, how big, this is a number two. I wonder if they, they have a number three, like a bigger one. And I just, they just don't make it. I was like, ah, oh. and then, so oh. yeah, I went to pass a, a different art shop today and I was like, how big's the Winsor Newton two or three? And the three's huge and the two's big too. And I was like, oh, I'll just buy it. So I've got a bigger brush now. I'm going to try it with um, nice. uh, the contrast paints and everything else, you know, and just see how it goes. Cause yep. yeah. Um, yeah, I just wasn't sure. Just saying, yeah, so what you guys were using. But, yeah, anyway, that's that's my yeah. hobby. Yeah, quite a few brushes. See, I've got a Windsor as well. Uh, I think I've got a Rosemary and Co. one sitting around. And like five or six Raphaels at least. Mm. Maybe yeah. similar. <laughs> I've got I've got lots. Yeah, I've got <laughs> spent a lot of money on brushes. Too, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I find the smaller brush, the problem is that probably I should go up to a bigger brush because I tend to try and load up more paint and that obviously screws your brush up yeah yeah, your brush up and i've got the brush um wash stuff like the detergent and i'll do all that but Mm -hmm. once you know once you got paint up Mm. you know yeah you can use isopropyl to clean it too which i found yeah okay Mm. um is that yeah no you're right sable the isopropyl like how does the brush go after you used it wouldn't it like strip out all the oils? The glue in the thing? In the what? Well, like it wouldn't affect the, the actual fibers if you use oh, I don't think it's, if it's quick out. Yeah. Well, the, the guy who does the, you know, those dry brush ones I bought, that guy, I don't know, those, yeah. the dudes from, I can't remember what's called. Uh, was it Artis uh, Opus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on his one. He talks about it. Um, cleaning them quickly with that. And then obviously oh. they've got a brush soap and they've got this other. Um, yeah. paint activator thing that you use to just basically activate the paint to get it out. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, cleans it up really good. Yeah, you don't leave it on there by any means. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. um, for me, I, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's natural hair and mm. it's like I probably wouldn't wash my own hair with isopropyl alcohol. No, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. it would have a similar yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quick. I think, um, I mean, you probably don't have to do it every time. You wouldn't do it every time either. It's just when you want to like give them, you know, spring. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. And, and you it just did, briefly, yeah. like you just sort of like dip it in. Oh, no, well, I've got a spray one. So I literally just sprayed a tissue oh, and then sort of just like. And then just wipe it off immediately. Wipe it oh, and okay. you can see yeah. stuff come out that you yeah, couldn't nice. actually see on the brush, which is cool. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, Andrew, I'd, I'd, if I was, because the biggest thing is just how much more paint the thing can hold. Yeah, it's just mm. like you can just paint longer. I think I'm from Dwarves. They were very small. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I feel like I've, I haven't transitioned well. It's like I almost like I started doing what I did and then I use that as my basic, even though, mm-hmm. you know, now models are a lot bigger, scales are bigger. Well, no, that's true. I reckon that's what it is. The models are getting bigger. So then you're like, you know, I can't, it's taken me forever to paint this thing. Yeah, no, they do. Eh? With this little brush. tiny yeah. bloody, yeah. Uh, mm. but anyway. Anyway, that's uh, lots of hobby there. Yeah. Well, let's get on to our topic. Yeah, yeah, the main one, which is the magic phase. Oh, I keep calling it the magic phase. <laughs> uh, magic magic sub phases. Sub phases in every phase. <laughs> well, that's who wants to uh, kick it off. I think I kicked um, it off last time. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I can do it. Um, uh, so yes, next edition of the old one animac how to magic brings a sparkle to the battlefield <laughs> it's <such> a ridiculous <laughs> <time>. <laughs> uh 
Oh, yeah, so it just goes through a little bit about how, yeah, it's probably the biggest break from the previous editions because there's actually no set magic phase as such in the game. Um, uh, and then it actually goes in to talk about colleges of magic and how there are, you know, this is actually set yeah. before yeah. before those were established because that was a bit of a question mark, I think, before they'd actually put this, this article out. It was like, is the yeah, college they, of magic going to be part of it or not? They never mentioned it, did they? It's just not everyone really. else worked it out. Yeah. 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 So, but they still have eight laws though. So it's finally like, yeah, they say there's no battle magic, but mm. there's still that net basic structure of eight core laws in the rule book. Um, but it's just a quite a lot more diversified in an interesting way. So you've got battle magic, which I guess encompasses sort of the colleges of magic before it became that. Um, and I imagine most human like factions will have access to battle magic, I, yeah. I would think. Um, uh, and then there's dark magic, demonology, elementalism, high magic, illusion, necromancy, and war magic. And they're mm. all in the core book, you know. Some yeah. of those are yeah. very typically very uh, army specific, especially the yeah, war. Yeah, yeah. I so the interesting thing there um, is we know there's um, what's it called the Tomb King one. What's it? What's that one called? The uh, I should know the Lord Nerakara Nehekara, mm. um, because that was listed a few almanacs ago, and it's in there. So. I guess what I'm wondering is, are we definitely, is this telling us we're definitely getting like the core book plus, you know, campaign type book that has two, like flat, more fleshed out Tomb Kings and Bretonians and they're going to have different laws because further down, which we'll get to, is that that prophetess has law of the lady as a special rule on there as well. So I don't know what that means. True. Yeah. Um, true. That could, that's but because out of the box, and this gets into the faction discussion, out of the, like out of the out of the box or whatever. Um, once once it kicks off, there's no, you know, what what's the orcs going to use? What's the vampires going to use? That aren't even yeah. core faction. So I wonder if that's hinting to yeah, they've put everything they need in the main rule book, but some of them are faction specific, but they have to put them there because they don't have like, you know, there's there's nowhere else to put them. Or go, I guess yeah. they could put them in the indexes if that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which is weird. Like, obviously, necromancy. You think like, well, who's going to have necromancy? Like, mm. Obviously, you could argue tomb kings could as well. well yeah. But we know. Well, we saw the law of ne- Nehekara in the other yeah. things. I'm assuming they don't, and they use that. But I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, on the magic there, it's sort of like maybe a lot of these will be specific for the the PDF styles mm. that's a good point yeah like even like yeah dark magic might, might apply to dark elves dark and demonology yeah. in there as well yeah yeah chaos so type stuff third edition has um demonology elementalism illusion i think dark Does like it? it's got some of these ones in there actually that's funny i actually have the the third edition book behind me i should have got it um it's, yeah i just remember demonology being in there um, i don't know if it was full laws i just can't remember what it was but some of that wording when I saw it went, that's very third edition-y. Um, so, no, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then last sentence of that paragraph, they talk about how most majors will have access to at least two of laws. Um, and then you choose one law at the start of the beach battle. Now, I, I feel like that is uh, more just a weird way of saying you choose your law. Because the yeah. way, way I read that first was like, 
yeah, you select, you've got like a couple of laws and then before each battle you choose which law you're going to Well, I thought it was run. that. Because isn't that some of the rules? Isn't M6 like that? Yeah. yeah for a tournament but, scene, I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll wash out, yeah, once you get to more structured play. I yeah. think, I think uh-huh. it's just how they've phrased it, but I don't think it's necessarily they mm-hmm. mean well, it like yeah, that. Yeah, they wouldn't be writing it for tournaments as such in that regard, are they? No, yeah. no. But isn't that isn't that true though? Isn't some of the editions built that way, or are they all? I can't remember. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think they were. Um, but I think it's just being a convention that you nominate the law in your um, in your army list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, each law has seven spells. Um, the first one being the signature spell that you always get. Um, uh, and then you get, you know, additional spells on top of that, depending on, on your wizard level. Um, and yeah, you've still got wizard levels one up to four. Um, and I assume it doesn't really specify, but you get four, four spells if you're level four and one, if you're level one, um, which is, yeah, pretty typical. Although it's interesting that you don't get, there's no like it doesn't talk about getting you can select the number one spell or like you just get your signature spell you, and then six. yeah do you think that means you get like two if you have one is that what you mean? yeah that's what i'm reading okay cool yeah 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 so you see spell then yeah you roll yeah on the rest of the law for whatever other spells you get yeah i agree just jumping um, sorry just jumping back quickly i just i just because it was literally behind me my third edition book um yeah they've got they had five laws, battle magic, illusionist, demonic, elemental, and necromantic, which is pretty funny. And they have Hammerhand in there. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, they must have just gone back and grabbed some of these because I think some of the history in this book was a bit older, if you know what I mean. So maybe they, I don't know, maybe there's Oh, a like in terms of the time frame? Even the law, yeah. Like I think it was pre some of the stuff a little bit, you know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's no, cool. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Keep going. Yeah, okay. So, and then we've got spell categories. So this is a, a pretty new thing as well, actually, that they've categorized. I mean, I guess it then pertains to which phase you cast mm. them in. So you've got enchantments and hexes that are cast in the strategy phase. Um, you've got conveyance spells that are cast in movement phase, magic missiles and vortexes that are in the shooting phase, and assailment spells that are in the combat phase. Um, uh now, each spell also has a casting value, um, and then you actually roll it, yeah, 2d6 as we thought, um, plus the full level of the caster. Yeah. So it's not half or anything like that. It's not like yep. plus one if you're level, if you're level, if you're here level, plus two if you're lord. It's just the caster level, which is, yeah, very interesting because that means if you've got a lower level of four and you're casting something relatively high, like a plus, a nine plus, you're very likely to get that because you only need a five mm. on the dice. Yeah. And especially those other spells we saw where they're all sevens and eights. <coughs> Lords of Lord levels are probably gonna be pretty potentially pretty good, I guess. Which I guess there's some other ways to to counteract that because the more wizards as we'll get to, the more wizards mm. um the more range you have because the spells are a lot smaller. So, you know what I mean? So if you only got one wizard, but the ranges are smaller and your dispel, which we'll get yeah. to, your your dispel lot of distance well, is smaller. It's just it's just after the miscasting, so I might just go through that. So yeah, yeah it's uh, twenty four inches if you're a lord level, and eighteen inches um, in terms of dispelling. This is um, mm, yeah. eighteen inch range for the uh, your, your hero level casters. 
Um, uh, and the dispel is the same as the casting in that you, you add your level to the 2d6. Um, oh, you only, and if you oh, do, you, I think you only add one. one. Oh, no, you do. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'm thinking of something else. Yep. I don't know if this is just again the syntax, but they say if you beat the casting roll, so mm. does that mean you have to roll mm. higher? To dispel? Well, that's why I read it as, but I mean, I is would it think just so. how they've written it. Yeah, is it that seems how very it? easy to dispel otherwise, if you're in range. Like, um, yeah, true. If you're adding your whole thing and not just half your level, yeah. depends if you're a lord or not. Well, extent. yeah, yeah. Um, but interestingly, uh, you can miscast on the on the dispel on as the dispel. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is weird. There must Surely there's a different miscast table because it doesn't make any sense, this one, as much if you're dispelling. Oh, like for, the, in, um, for your higher like, rolls? Yeah, like for eight, the higher rolls. Plus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Unless this is not a specific... I don't know, this is the thing. I, I've always assumed these... Snapshots of the rules are straight out of the book, but maybe they're not. You know, maybe they're. Slightly... I've always assumed that that's the case as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Because <laughs> mm. it might just, I mean, it is, it is slightly like it's a new thing to have be miscasting on your dispel. So maybe they're just kind of be like, but like oh. you could easily see how, like, would I read that to say, well, I can't cast anything, so therefore, um. Therefore, if you miscast a dispel, you can't dispel anything in that turn. Like, you know, like, mm. th- would you do that? Like, but, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't specifically say. Yeah, I think no. I think that's why we're going to wait to see what the rule book um, yeah. says when it comes out. We're going to wait and see a little bit. Because, um, yeah, the miscast table, uh, let's go through that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, again, quite different from any previous mm. edition in ways that I feel like are good and bad. So, two to four is dimensional cascade where you get a five-inch blast template over the wizard and every model underneath the template has a strength 10 hit with an AP of minus yeah. four. Yeah, well, it's interesting how it they write risks. that, though. Yeah. It says underneath the template, risks being hit and suffering a single strength 10 hit. Is that just the language? Because if you don't roll the strength 10, then they get missed? Nah, I, I reckon like we've spoken about Good before with the template, it's not going to be everybody under the template. Like... Possibly, like we've discussed before, if the template touches a unit, it might be like a certain value. Mm. Um, like 2d6 on the unit or something. Yeah, possibly. But I don't know how that's going to work for a small but unit. But then they say whose base lies underneath. Yeah, they're yeah. very specific about it being whoever's underneath the template. They could just be how it's written. Because like, you, you effectively have escape being hit if I roll a one on the strength 10 hit. So, like, they could just mean that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah. They could just uh, put in risk because there's probably a rule about partials still maybe, you know, yeah, and so they've yeah. just they've just summarised it and going risk being hit as, as a vague yeah. put through because maybe this isn't actually from the rule book. Maybe this is mm. just a formatted image that's still... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's still exactly. actually still just a summary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I don't mind templates. I just... You know, like we've discussed this before, you end up like yeah. arguing over scatters and yeah. And I agree, I agree. You know, I'd sort of I'd rather it be yeah, two d six wounds or something per unit hit with the template if you're clipping it. Yeah, um, I think it would be a lot less. Especially they've gone to d threes, you could definitely make it still. You know, you could say a five inch blast template is 
you know, 63 hits, you know, where you know then you're going to get at least six hits. You know, like that type of thing. hits. I know, but oh, you know, they're so like ninth do, age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've already intro. They've opened that can yeah. of worms now. <laughs> oh, we'll uh, see. Yeah. Anyway, okay. yep, but right. that's so, uh, yep, dimensional. That's, but that's, you're not losing your wizard, which is good. Incredible, right? I mean, the wizard, no, the wizard won't die from this. It'll take one wound and that's it at most. Yeah. Which is like, it's blasting the unit. But, Plus, yeah, it's, it's also friend or foe. Thing. Like, so, like, if you're in combat, you do one of these assailment ones, and you go bang. Like, you at least you might be able to kill. You're very likely well. to be as well. Like yeah. these rules, like it's not just the dispelling that's short range, but I feel like a lot of the spells they've released are all twelve inch. Or yeah, well, I think ranges. they even make a mention here. So, about that, yeah, so. I think we get to that yeah. where everything's been shortened, so that mm. your wizards are going to be at the front line. You know, yeah. otherwise yeah. they're not going to be useful. So, yeah, you may well hit foes. <laughs> um, yeah, five to six color. Calamitous detonation. Um, uh, so this is a three-inch blast template. Um, a similar thing. Otherwise, every model under that template risks being hit. <laughs> but it's strength six now with an AP of minus two. Um, so you must be loving this though, as a Brett, because you're like going, I don't care about any of these except for that two to four, because I've all my guys are two up armor saves, AP minus two. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still get to roll up. Well. Four up save or whatever it is. Wonder if it'll he gets be, to pray and he gets his five up. I don't up know. Ward. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. still thinking in six edition uh, turns, right? Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh yeah, five up, uh, four up, five up. But no, mm. it might not. It might not be. Yeah, able to pray not anymore. Burn, yes. Might not be able to pray to the lady. Yeah. I'm very sad if I can't pray to the lady. I, was, <laughs> I would spend years praying to that lady. <laughs> they can't take that away. <sighs> Last ten yeah. years of they'll my have, life. Maybe they'll. Yeah, that's a different discussion. But hopefully they'll still have it. But it'll be a little bit different sure. still. Yeah. It does add a weird element to the game, not uh, having only going second. Yeah, that's. I don't like that. Yet you don't get to play certain. Yeah, you, know, you don't get the chance. It's, I don't know. You know, that's a different mm. thing, discussion. But we'll see. Yeah, let's yeah. not. No, anyway, cool. But that I like these that they're easy to remember though. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the same effect, just different. I need to do that too, well, John, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I guess the th- the thing is with. Uh, we're going oh, to I'm, I'm still on the headset. Yeah. <laughs> Is that innate? The the miscast was. I think the seven was like everything in base contact. The wizard takes the strength and hit, and that was right. like, or, or maybe it was six or something. Mm. It was awful. It was one of the most common miscast outcomes. Yeah. And in eighth, you know, you'd often miscast, and the wizard, the damsel miscasting, would just explode the unit, and it was it was a real handicap. Yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> it was really it's brutal. Right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle. Ever so, it was eight in base contact, and they'd all die. And I'd be like, "Oh, if that's the end of that, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. brutal." Uh, anyway, so yeah, number seven, the careless conjuration um, uh, mispronounces a syllable. The wizard does backfires the, the spell backfires on him, and he knocks it to the ground. He suffers a single strength four hit with an AP of minus one. Pretty boring, I must say. Um, yeah. Although it might take a wound, I guess. But nothing more. I guess at seven, it's supposed to be boring, isn't it? Um, eight or nine barely controlled power. Um, so wizard manages to control the magic being expensive. Great power. The spell is cast. However, you can't attempt to cast any more spells for the remainder of the current turn. Um, uh, but it's cast at its regular casting value for that yep. one. Whereas the ten to twelve power drain, it's a deafening boom, mm-hmm. and the spell Ooh. is cast with what's called perfect invocation, which is you know the, the new power name power for oh, yeah. the total yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, irresistible force. Um, but again, you can't cast any more spells for the remainder of the mm. turn. But that's it. Yeah, so, so I mean, there's I no some... wizards being sucked into the nah. wall. There's no. But I did some calcs on this. I don't know if I got it wrong or, or right, but it feels like a chance of rolling 
two ones is 2.8 percent. Is that right? One out of 36. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, and then yeah. if you do miscast, there's only a 41, sorry, there's a 41.7% chance of getting, still getting the spell off because you roll eight or above. <laughs> so to me, it's not, I don't know, to, to me, it doesn't feel risky at all, magic, yeah. which is good because maybe they've gone, well, that's not that, um, they're not that's that true. power, you know, they've lowered the power anyway in the range and all this. So, you know, yeah, you know. you're right. Because, yeah, we're all thinking about miscast being, you know, because you're getting off three or four dice and it's relatively common. When you're rolling two dice, you're right. It's mm, going to happen one. I think someone said once on a every six 36 dice, 25% chance, a 25% chance on a six dice to mm. miscast, but it's a lot less in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you technically have all your spells and I'm, I mean, we don't, do we know this? But like, I don't think so. But like if you're a level four, can you just cast all four spells every turn? Like I feel that yes. Cause all yes, you're doing is, I think yeah. the way I interpret this. That's what article. it is. Yeah. So I feel like you're going to cast more spells, but even if you cast four a turn now, I was a bit weird, you know, back in the strategy phase, we weren't sure if you're going to be casting hexes at, on their turn as well, but assume you're only going to cast, Spells in your turn. If you're a level four, you get four. So you got twenty-four shots at it in a game on a six turn or six game round, whatever. Um yeah, I don't know. Will we see a lot of miscasts? I don't even know if we will. I don't think but we I, will. I mean, we'll see more miscasts from dispelling. Yes, now, well that's we thing, never actually, that. with that, because you're also dispelling, mm. then but bang. I guess the the worrying thing is that it's not like you're. There's a risk and benefit of like, oh, okay, I'll use some extra dice and risk a miscast. Mm. There's no choice. You just yeah, roll two you dice. Don't do it or don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And same with the dispelling. Like it's just like, oh yeah, you just roll two dice and see see what happens. Yeah, but um, you can elect not to do it. Like you can say, well, I'm not going to risk. Yeah, but the chance of rolling two dice, of rolling double ones, is so low. I don't think it's necessarily going to inform your decision to do so. Mm. You know, unless mm. it's really yeah. unlikely, I guess. Um, unlikely that you're gonna actually get the 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 like you have to roll a twelve or something, then you might say, oh, yeah, probably not. Gonna I guess bother. the other thing similar to this with the miscast and the fact that you, even if you get it off, you might not um, be able to cast any more spells because of the order is set a little bit like the Tomb King magic, you know what? Not really, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you have to do your hexes and stuff first because that's earlier in the turn. Then yeah. you might be going. Oh, I really need to get this. I really need to get this combat spell off to win the game. You know, to do something. Am I really going to just throw two dice to to do this little buff that I don't? Or fire a fireball in shooting phase? Because if I just if I miscast and can't cast any spells, then I can't cast that one um, yeah. that I really need. Like because you can't in eighth, you could choose which spell you do first. So you could go, well, well I need to get that yeah. one off. I'm going to throw the dice at it. Whereas you can't do that now. Nah, That's it'd true. have to be like a really nothing spell. Like you really mm. was going to be zero benefit to think yeah. that way. Like like Josh was saying, the chance of getting a miscast is so... It's so, so low, low, it barely figures into your decision-making. Yeah, and, they, and didn't they also say something about there's going to be a lot of ways to adjust your role? Well, maybe that's just power level. Probably doesn't stop miscast though. Because natural double one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. natural double one. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, mm. oh, well, we'll see, I guess. See, um, yeah. I guess the more wizards you have on the board, though, the chance that you will see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the more time. the more you roll, yeah, the more likely I'd eventually hit one. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, you might might blow up the unit. <laughs> Um, uh, and then, yeah, we actually now another new rule is that if you, now this is interesting how they've worded it. If a player finds themselves unable to attempt a wizardly dispel, they may make one fated dispel per turn, unmodified two d six attempt. Um, so I guess that means that yeah, if you don't have a wizard in range to dispel, you still have that option. And then I guess that is a bit of a strategic thing about when you burn that fated dispel. Yeah. For whichever spell, you, like that's that's probably the only decision that you've got to make in terms of magic. Mm, true. Yeah. 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 Um, is is that that particular rule? Because <laughs> then, because yeah. yeah, if you, if you've got nothing else in range, then you in that and you know they've got four spells to choose. You've got to not only decide which spell you're going to aim for, but also because because it's an unmodified two d six, you've got to have to think about. Okay, you gotta wait for them to roll low so you can snipe it off. Yeah, cause I was gonna say, can I didn't read, I didn't pay attention to that. But do you get to see their roll before you choose? I'm gonna dispel it, I guess, because that's what you always yeah. used to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, because that would, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. I assume that's the case. That's always been the case. Yeah. This wording in this next sentence, though, is weird. It goes to offset this. Certain <laughs> units, notably dwarves, have an innate resistance to magic, making it harder for enemy wizards to cast spells. It's funny, like to offset what? The faded dispel. I think that was meant to be a bit at the top, was it? I think maybe they meant that it was because you only have one faded dispel per turn. So to offset yeah. the limited otherwise ability to dispel. Otherwise, dwarves would only ever have the one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just worded a little bit yeah. poorly, Weird. I suppose. Yeah. 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 I like. Like I'm assuming things like, you know, the um, magic resistance is just going to minus off that. So I, I think this is going to be cool where you'll have mm-hmm. definitely these bubbles, you know, like of areas where it's just going to be really hard to get a spell yeah. off in that area. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. So because, yeah, like there is, I think that is the case because in the hands of the lady profile they've got, the magic resistance is magic resistance minus two in brackets. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. for me that directly says that, yes, if you're trying to cast on something, then your casting role is minus by two. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which is pretty big, isn't it? Like yeah. That, that wiping out a fair bit of your, yeah. But if, they, if they're saying notably dwarves have, is it like when they say certain units have resistance to magic, notably dwarves, does that mean yeah. that the vast majority of dwarves are going to have like minus one? Mm. You know, it's probably got an army wide rule. Yeah. Yeah. Like an army wide rule with a baseline of that, which yeah. suddenly that suddenly makes like the a lord having plus four or the hero having plus two level twos. Maybe not that potent if you've got quite a lot of Negative magic resistance floating yeah. around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but does that mean you just tend to then bugger it? I'll just take what well, I'll have to bring a lord. I guess that's the you know. I I, I like I don't know. I mean I I'm mean, assuming I mean I'm, I've got trust in these guys. I don't think they're gonna um build something where it's just a no brainer, everyone has to bring a lord. I think they've yeah. Like, no, yeah. because it's also an area zoning type thing as well, where mm. two level twos, you know, they can more adequately cover the whole battlefield yeah. Yeah. in terms of dispelling and that type of thing. Whereas a lord can dominate a twenty four hour, twenty four inch zone, but um, that's it. Yeah. it might be a little bit less versatile. So mm. yeah, I don't know. We're just, yeah, we we'll wait. If you only got the one lord it. choice, that's a big investment, right there. Absolutely. Yeah, you'll have yeah leadership penalties for not having a you know, fighting lord and that type of yeah. thing, which plays into that too. Mm. I agree. 
Um, um, where are we? See if I had any other points on. No, I don't think so. That was about it for that sort of section that I could remember. I love this. This actual is probably like the best bit out of this entire week. The damsel caught, like the damsel, seeing yeah. the stats and stuff. Yeah, getting cool. the whole. Yeah, the I was whole kicking at that one, and I'm yeah. going to get a drink. Hang on, keep going. Yeah, so yeah, the whole thing, yeah, base size and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, what did they say? So, now it's interesting how it has a Law of the Lady at the bottom in the special rules because in the text, they say that the, the priestesses of Lady of the Lake can pick from three spell laws you know, elementalism, illusion, mm. or battle magic. Yep. And that's sort of it. So it's like, so what is this special rule at the bottom, Law yeah. of the Lady? <laughs> like, yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> what does like, that mean? I know I mentioned the the law-specific or mm. faction-specific laws, but I don't know if that is it. But I just yeah. when I did see it, I went, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go through the profile of the Handmaiden. So the Prophetess, I feel like this is unnecessary buffing to the Prophetess's compatibility. Weapon skill four? Come on. Two attacks. What is going on? <laughs> Two weapons go four attacks for any kind of like non-combat oriented caster. She's big. Especially, she's a, big especially lady. a lady on a unicorn or something. Oh yeah, yeah that, she's like, large. I must admit, she's large. She's, <laughs> she's like uh, Brienne, Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, she <laughs> looks quite like a buff Brienne lady. Yeah. She'll be strength four as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's got. Three wounds, the damsels, damsels weapon skill three at one attack. Um, they're both on 25 mil bases. Uh, regular infantry, does it say close order? No, it doesn't say anything like that. No, I guess characters might not have that as a um, as a thing. It was just like the dragon, uh, the, the, the dragon ogre from last week. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, so prophetess is based on level three, damsel level one as typical. And then, yeah, they say every handmaid and lady knows battle magic, elementalism, and illusion. And then the options for the choices to be maybe mounted, which I assume is there is like in the book, there'll be like a stables of certain mounts, um, yep. set, set <laughs> points. So you just choose any of them. Um, uh, and then the Prophetess may be level 4 for 30 points, Magic Eyes up to a total of 100. This is all very classic Warhammer, you know, level Dams up to level 2 for 30 points. Point. Yeah. 50 points Magic Eyes, ladies, classic, never been changed, which is nice to see. And then Special Rules, Aura of the Lady, Blessings of the Lady, Lore of the Lady, Shield of the Lady, <laughs> Magical Attacks and Magical Resistance minus 2. Lots of Lady Special mm. Rules there, hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure what a lot of those are. I don't know what Aura of the Lady is, Law of the Lady, or Shield of the Lady. I, th I would have thought Shield of the Lady would be Magic Resistance, but Magic Resistance is separate. Um, I don't know what to do with making the magical One of them was either. something to do with staying in the back of the unit, though, wasn't it? Shield of the Lady. Oh, there is. Ability yeah, we get allows that, allows Sanctuary in the back rank, but that's the only one they tell us about, I think. Yeah, that's, that's right. They've actually mentioned that later. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that, so one point with this, again, if this is out of the book or not we're not sure but if this is going back to your point about level fours and lords like there is no lord and hero in this stats it's just they are what they are yeah so i don't know if they're gonna change that you know what i mean and just have characters now yeah it's like hq point. choices whatever they do in horus heresy you know like it's just yeah yeah, I mean, we have 
absolutely no idea mm. how they're going to do army list construction. No, no. I, I haven't even cover mentioned that, it yet. Yeah. Anyway. Just with that lore of the lady, I was just wondering maybe if it's just going to be additional spells but not a full seven. Mm. So you might have access to yeah. the Bretonian book might have like Laura the Lady. Yeah, two or three yeah. additional yeah. spells in addition to... Oh, yeah. um, so just say you picked Battle Magic, you'll get all the Battle Magic spells plus three Laura the Lady spells, yeah. which will be the... But oh, I mean, it's... It's just a, a magic bit weird. section there and they're saying you can pick from there... There must be something else. Yeah. Or With maybe it gets it a buff says, or something, casting or not casting or dispelling, yeah. you know, be something like yeah. that maybe. I mean, it'd be interesting if they did that kind of thing, Andrew. Or even if it was like an alternative signature spell mm. or something yeah. like that that you could sub in if you wanted. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because it just says there are eight uh, of, there are eight in the core rule book alone. Mm. Yeah. So it's not to yeah. say that there's not Others, obviously. Oh, there is yeah, others. Sure. We yeah, know like, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, you can pick, you might get access to, you know, as I said, two or three of these plus, mm. you know, three, you know, per se specific rule book ones. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. It's just for things like, you know, vampires and whatnot, not. Not that they're coming out at the moment, um, but you might have to have specific rules for Raise Dead, which will only be specific to vampires. It wouldn't mm. be specific to vampires and Tomb King sort of thing because they might not, you know, the synergy of like yeah. a, a Raise Dead spell might not work across two, two different books or two different armies. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we won't know, eh? That's the thing. It depends on what that yeah. you know, necromancy one is. and Yeah. What do you yeah. think about these options where they've got uh, a Royal Pegasus? Because mm-hmm. what, didn't we talk about that when the peg came out? Can can a damsel ride it? And I don't think there was an option. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. There wasn't. No. Like, like Sorry, historically, there's not an option. Yeah. The, yeah. Historically, there hasn't been. Yeah. Um, not in the sixth edition book. Maybe, I haven't looked at the fifth or earlier, but yeah, there wasn't mm. in the sixth. Um, yeah. So the options for the mounting that they specify is a warhorse or a Bretonian warhorse, which again is a bit weird. Yep. A Royal Pegasus or a unicorn. Like you could have a, there was options for a Bretonian warhorse, but with or without barding. Um, <laughs> All right. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this regular warhorse is. <laughs> Can't mm. have regular warhorse in Bretonian army. What's going on? Nah, um, unless it's something to do with like squires, you know, mounted squires or something like that. I'm not sure. Bretonian yeah. warhorses are the only ones that can go in lance formation. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. possibly. But um, does that mean? I just weird. I guess this came up on the Square Bass, um, Square Base podcast or YouTube thing that talking about this was. Are they, are they going to supply that, or are they actually, you know, are we going to see rules that come out? I guess this is the faction chat as well that um, don't even have any games workshop models, not even historical ones. Because that is weird to do. Off of the Pegasus. Yeah, like there's no model. I can't walk into a yeah. games workshop and buy 
Uh, yeah, I'm oh, like a like proper chess on, on a Pegasus. So I'll go 3D print it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's weird. I don't think they've ever done that. And that was, wasn't that their main chapter house court thing for Space Marines or something that they they lost it because they uh, the other company was producing figures for stuff that Games Workshop didn't make and they were allowed to do it because they're like, well, yeah, people yeah. don't have an option. <laughs> they have to well, do forget. other stuff. What was the go with the the Lord or Hero or the Pegasus? There was three, but there was not a wizard. There was not a wizard. But yeah. could you pluck? Well, could oh, you just have the Pegasus maybe by Maybe if itself? her legs are I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah, just trying to. Sure. I'm trying to remember the model. I don't know. Yeah. I, I almost wonder whether there's there's some tension, like not tension, but like some pulling and pushing in different directions between. The guys that are putting these rules together, mm. and the the practical corporate side of how many models are we going to be able to release? You know, <laughs> yeah, going yeah. through that whole process, and they're like, you know, we want to keep these rules structured, and want to be able to just have, yeah, maybe mounted and just be able to choose all those options, um, but without necessarily having all the the miniature support um, in the in the other side of the company. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> who knows I like the option on. though, because <clears throat> you'll be able to um, convert stuff as well. Because I'm, I'm sure they would love have loved to have a much bigger scope of factions and, and units yeah. and stuff being released, but I'm sure they've been significantly limited in their scope, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure, you know, but there are, there's certain rules they still want to be able to put out and then hopefully maybe release those inches later maybe, mm. you know. Mm. But um, I think it just dictates how how successful and popular the the, the miniatures are that they've made. And I think that will. Oh um, yeah, that might help. How, yeah, how much more? How much, again. how much more yeah. in, in investment they put into this whole thing? Yeah. Um. So yeah, so the unicorn, uh, they've got a stat thing too, which is which is new, you know. So it's got movement ten, weapon skill four, strength four, wounds plus one, initiative five. Mm-hmm two attacks plus one wounds a mm. new one you know like that's a structure that not been in warhammer fantasy before it's been in other gw games hasn't it like mm. i think maybe um, i can't remember 40k or something might have had yeah. that kind of thing but yeah it's yeah. good, it's good. I mean, i'm a bit surprised that toughness isn't on there given that that's what monstrous cowboys well, it's probably gonna have a combined i wonder if it's going to be a combined model sort oh of it is for sure setup. i think when you look at it yeah. like as in yeah it just feels weird that what did a unicorn usually have toughness-wise anyway? I, I don't think a lot. I don't think they oh, had a significant okay. toughness, and I think they were largely no, considered a regular steed. I don't think gotcha. they were, oh, yeah, well, that's they were ever like... For some reason like, in my head, I'm like, wouldn't it be toughness four? But yeah. I just made a lot of looking people at taking that, them. I'm looking at that unicorn that came out, looked pretty big, that's all. But, yeah, because yeah. what'd you get? You used to only get like magical attacks or something out of a unicorn. Like it wasn't... Yeah. And magic res, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't really... Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think that some of them he might have had like an extra like like a lance style plus two strength on the charge or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a bit of a with buff its horn. Yeah, with the horn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think do we even get. Oh, I actually thought there was unicorns in the sixth edition book. Yeah, there's not actually a unicorn option. Oh, in Britannia. yeah. Yeah, I like how they've done it. Like it's obviously combined profile, but then the ability not only just to confer, um, well, maybe it sort of doesn't really confer strength and stuff. I thought that was, for, it, yeah. for it to confer like a stat to the 
you know, the, the rider, it probably has to use this plus or minus, not the ever minus, but yeah. um, sort of thing, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And now and we have a base size, which is so mm. bizarre. So no one bizarre. does exist, does it? Because it's, yeah. it's troop type, monstrous cavalry, base size 40 by 60. That's big. Which is large, but wait, what was the base size of the hippogriffs back in 8th edition? You mean the demigriffs? Sorry, demigriffs. Yeah. Uh, those, they're big, those they're weirder. They're like uh, 50 by 75 or something like that. Right. So this yeah. is a smaller base. Yeah, it's a smaller base, yeah. Than the demigriffs. But it's yes. still a monstrous cav. Yeah, so I, I guess they definitely pulled apart. I guess they always did. I guess the base size and the troop type. But why are we going to such? Yeah, I just would have. Yeah, it's weird. It's 40 by 60 doesn't seem that big really if you know what no I mean. it doesn't it doesn't seem big and you know what's even weird i'm pretty sure if you go look at the unicorn the new unicorn that came out isn't it on a square base i thought it was square but then maybe it's <laughs> just maybe the angle the, 40 yeah. to by 60 is pretty yeah. close to a square ish mm-hmm. so maybe it was the angle because i angle, feel like yeah. i feel like some i think i was talking to a guy who was like i'm pretty sure that's not a square base i think that might be slightly rectangular and i think you might be right after all because really, <laughs> mm, i think it's base size yeah um but yeah is it because yeah. the new cav bases you know, like the feeling is you know they've got to go from 25 by 50 to, to maybe 30 by to 60 or something like that that is that base like designed to fit in the like at least the length in a in a yeah, Lance. the length might. Because the, yeah. the width doesn't matter so much. If you're in the back rank, it'll just be a little bit wider. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. But the length the length needs to fit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just, mm. yeah, it's a bizarre choice. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's not going to be the the, baseless, the the baseline for all monstrous cab because it just seems It seems too weirdly small for things small like the, um, the blood crushes and stuff and even the yeah. demigrips might be. But yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, just have to wait and see. Um, uh, There's Armabane again. Which Armabane, unicorn owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Armabane two. Oh, and Armabane hard one. Um, beguiling aura, counter charge. Yeah, what is counter charge. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. So it's yeah. obviously a rule that a unit has to be able to do it. I guess just to be able to do sense. it. And it looks yeah. like it might just be fairly, relatively commonplace if a unicorn has it of all things. Oh yeah, true. Um, yeah. Magical. Maybe it's more of a cav option. Well, it's know? got yeah. swift stride in there, so I wonder if that's a counter charge part of maybe swift stride units. Yeah, yeah, it might be more common with swift stride units. Yeah, um, yeah, it has a stomp one. Um, I wonder what beguiling aura is like. That's just yeah, strange thing. Maybe like minus one to hit or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, mag- does she get? Oh yeah, that's right. So the lady gives magic resistance too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so next up, we got yeah. Actually, the article just talks, talks about um, uh, the spells she can use. So uh, it actually goes into a few options of the signature spells that the like the handmaiden would yeah. uh, would have options for. Um, yeah. So there's a battle magic, battle magic one, illusion one, and elementalism because those are the three laws they have access to. So I'll just go through these spells one by one. So the battle magic signature is hammerhand, which is a, an assailment spell. So that'd be in combat phase. Um, so the range is in combat, so hand to hand. Casting value seven. 
and uh, a single enemy unit the caster is engaged in combat with suffers two d3 three four hits with an ap of minus two yeah um, i don't know do you prefer to roll two d3s or one d6 I guess. I mean, the good thing is you're just not with. Yeah. It's good that you're not rolling ones, I guess. But I mean, it's yeah. annoying to do the maths. I guess we're yeah. gonna have to get better at that. I mean, the maths isn't hard, but it's, it's arguably more. It's arguably stronger, isn't it, than B six? Because there's no there's no chance yeah. of getting a one. Yeah, no. no totally. And you're very likely to get four or five. And I feel like you're rolling one B six and you get four. You're like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Mm. Yeah. And I think most of the time you're gonna get four, at least. Yeah. If not five. Yeah. So I think that's that's you know quite a good spell if she's in combat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, she can sit in the back, I'm guessing, you know what I mean, and not have to be in combat, mm. but in combat, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It just has to be engaged in combat. But, I mean, she's not the only one who can, needs this, I guess. So, yeah, you're right. Some of the other wizards are going to have to. I feel like some of the wizards are going to hang off the end of, you know, you, if you're bringing a wizard in a unit, you might tend to go wider and then have them hanging out the sides. Yeah, the yeah, sides yeah. Not, yeah. They're not getting attacked, but they can attack. But, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, the illusions uh, signature spell is glittering robe. Uh, shimmering light radiates from the illusions garb, dazzling and confounding the enemy. So this is a, 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 a sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. Guy. Oh yeah, uh, it's an enchantment. I'd say um, casting value eight and cast on themselves, which is is it on self. But yeah, then, it self. Yeah. Yeah. It does um, affect the unit that they're in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So until the you know, start of your next start of turn sub phase, enemy units suffer minus one modifier to any rolls to hit made against a caster and any unit they've joined. Um, and if a spell's cast, the effects of any other enchantment previously cast on any of the affected models immediately expire. Mm. Um, so you can't stack enchantments. Can't so, stack so enchantments. Do you think then that? Like, why would they write that there if all enchantments you can't stack and all hexes? Like, but then they do mention that in the hex down. So I'm, like, are they just being verbose or is there like only going to be some signatures that you can't, but maybe some higher ones you can because they're harder to cast? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But for a signature spell, that looks pretty bloody good. Oh, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, that's one to hit, Considering yeah. the normal sort of signature spells you get. So actually, you know, you have the option to hit on twos now. Don't you? Is it twos? I can't remember. I'm getting might be getting confused. There is twos, isn't it? Yeah, there is twos. Yeah, yeah. for sure. If you more than double the weapon skill, yeah, you twos. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it'd be most. I think I think those minus ones. They they really they're very effective when you're when you've actually got a really high weapon skill and someone else yeah. is trying to hit you on yeah. fours or even fives. Yeah, then if you, you stack a minus one on five to hit, six then it, yeah, yeah, it just goes to six to hit, and it's just yeah, yeah. really brutal. You're gonna lose yeah. half your hits, yeah. yeah. Especially when you got like a cab bus or something hitting you, and it's like that high strength stuff, the mm. elves, things like that. It's mm. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and yeah, the the last of the signature spells I've got here for the el- elementalism is storm call. Uh, the elementals channels the fury of a storm towards their foes, causing strong winds and icy rains to batter against them. Uh, so this is a hex casting value seven and just a range of twelve inches. Um, until the start of your next turn, until until your next start of turn subface. That is a real <laughs> word. <laughs> jumble yeah. the target enemy unit suffers a minus one modified with a movement and initiative characteristics to a minimum of one and again if the spell is cast the effects of any other hex previously cast on the target unit immediately expire 
Um, this one doesn't seem. I mean, it's only twelve inch range. So if you're casting this on something and you're hoping to get a good effect in terms of movement restriction, yeah, you know, I feel like you're not going to get much of a chance to use it. It was interesting to see if how important the initiative debuff is, though, because in our in our context now, we just think that's not going to be very useful either. Mm. Um, but I feel like initiative is going to be quite important in the game, um, so you might be casting it more for that debuff. Mm. Yeah. But like charging, what was it? Like if you standard four inches, was it 75% chance you're still not going to make an eight-inch charge? I think it was, I can't remember what I said the stats were the other week, but it's like most of the time seven's the most reliable like distance. That's not very far. Like so charging is not far and this is 12, so maybe – Maybe there's more room to move up close to 12 and then even just like hit them and then even move back a bit or like, and you know, just basically they can, they struggle to get there because with the minus one again, now their charge ranges, you know, six Closer to five, six. You know, yeah. Like yeah. in terms of, uh, you know, guaranteed to get in. Um, mm. They can still roll a six, I guess, but. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. True. The, but. the other thing here, though, is. Um, if you can't stack these things, it looks like you can at least stack. No, it's not really stacking, but you can enchant yourself and hex them. So at least you can still get like buff debuff happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think the initiative, I mean, it gives you the option to cast this out of your turn and then charge them. And if you were mm-hmm. potentially going to be the same initiative on the charge and then you pop them down to charging after you and there's no step up which again we still don't really know yep. that might swing the whole combat in your favor um, yep you no know, that could be that could be really important yeah, yeah. totally um, i don't know they, they might just be trying to make it so that you can't just pummel units with you know too much you know debuffing and whatnot yeah or buffing yeah. etc just to try and, you know, yeah. spread the love of magic yeah. out a bit, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, if movement distances are less, like, because of, you know, the charging's less, like, even just minus one, it can be a massive thing. So I like these things. And if, like I said, if initiative plays a bigger part, then, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. interesting too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the 12-inch range is really small. Like, for the spell of this potency, I'm really, I'm used to this being... You know, twenty-four inch range kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, so for it to be twelve, it's really interesting. Um, uh, and do you think? Um, how do you think they're going to be measured? Like, I can't remember what eighth would do. Well, actually, what would eighth do with um, with spells with the damsels and stuff sitting in the second row? Do you still measure it from the front of the unit? No, from the I damsel. would have from the okay. yeah. From the, from okay, the so wizard. it's all the same. Yeah. Okay, so it makes no yeah. difference. But I mean, you know, for things like that. That's even smaller range, you know, for for at least for Bretonian players, because if they're sitting in that re rank, um, yeah, twelve true. inches gets quite <laughs> quite close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, oh no! Do we lose Josh? Oh, he's frozen. <laughs> they didn't talk about it, and neither did he, because he froze. No. <laughs> he might be back. Sort of in the midst of asking before I cut out i don't know how far this came through at all um 
the one thing we didn't really know was uh, in terms of dispelling, whether you have to be in range of the casting guy or the unit that they're casting at. Mm, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that, but it doesn't say. doesn't say. Oh, what happened there? That's a bit crackly. Um, Surely I'd say the Because at the end they talk about the ranges again, but they don't mention. Oh, someone's. That might be yours, Josh. It's like a static cable. Is your phone the uh, cable again? Yes, it is. Oh, there we go. Yeah, old phone. Because cool. yeah. uh, I, I was trying to use my phone to log in. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. hotspot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it doesn't say. I mean, I'll, well, unless I have to go back right back to the dispel bit at the top. But surely they, I don't know. I reckon it's going to be within the casting wizard just because you're battling each other, you know. Yeah. 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 I think that, I feel like that's more thematic. <laughs> yeah. But then, otherwise you could just have this dispel guy just sitting in the work? back sort of. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. So if your unit had... Hmm, I, it, the weird thing would be like, what happens if like a, a, you're a wizard, you know, in somewhere, you're by yourself, and then they cast a hex on a unit that you're near and that that unit has magic res. Like, what's the dispel value? You know, like, do you roll but use the magic res as well from the unit that's getting hit? Like, it's going to be interesting to see how magic res works. I think yeah. it will. I think it will. It'll minus off the casting value and make it easier for you then to dispel is yeah. how I'm picturing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, which would make sense, I guess, because they're trying to hit this unit and, like, they can't, they need more power to do it. And then you're yeah. out there going, oh, it's easier to dispel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Easier to dispel or harder to cast? Wow. I mean, Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, it will be harder to cast. But yeah, I'm picturing it'll be easier. Like, I think that's a good way of really buffing or limiting the power of certain majors, I think. Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyway, we'll get on to this quickly. Um, We sort of talked a little bit throughout that about the faction stuff. But I guess what I just wanted to talk about was um, what, like, I don't know, I I was envisioning, just to go right back, I think what I was thinking was... I thought yes. maybe the old what world website store would come up and there's going to be pretty much heaps of 8th edition stuff in there that you can buy um, and then the game's out as well and obviously there's new plastics for Bretts and Tombkins and stuff but that that's it, like it's the full, everything's out. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, well, is there, if that's true for the core factions, is well, is that true, number one, and B, is it... If it is true, is it only the core factions that they do that? And then, like, there's no Lizardmen. There's Lizardmen have a PDF, but there's literally no Lizardmen section in the Old World website. I know this. We don't know the answers to this, so I'm not saying, like, you guys <laughs> have any more idea than me. But I yeah. guess what do you think day one launch? Because I don't know. Or the other option is day one launches and there's a book and there's maybe a box set with the you know Tomb Kings or whatever and Bretonians and that's it. And that's the only yeah. thing on the website. Um, except for, say, the Bretonian Tomb King plastics. And they're just assuming that if you're playing, you know, dwarves, that you've got an old dwarf army. But if you're if you're coming from Total War and you want to play dwarves, they're like, well, you're going to have to try and buy some of the AOS stuff. Or, like, we don't, oh, when, we haven't released it's so the dwarf crazy, army isn't yet. It? Yeah, uh, I know. What do you, and you know what? That's going to happen. That's going to mean everyone's just going to migrate to third parties, 3D printing, and everything. If, they, if, they, if they're releasing rules for things mm. for which there are no miniatures available from them, and there and there won't be miniatures available. Like if they're talking, even just like non-core factions, you know, like mm, they're putting mm. out PDFs for stuff, 
Um, and you won't be able to buy Well, the anything. Grail Knight. I mean, that's <laughs> like the Grail Knight's not in the Bretonian launch. Oh, hang on. Was there that one sentence that said there, there is was more to come or something? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they will have metal miniatures released and stuff. Like not just maybe made stuff. to order or... Or maybe just there. Just maybe it's just there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I have to wait and see a bit. Mm. But yeah, I feel I feel like they will try to do their best to have most of the options available to buy. Yeah. Um, for most of the core factions, do you think? Do you think how much well, do you think they'll so, have of the core factions? Like, like, and when we talk like empire, well, we. You know how when they pulled the cities of Sig- like the Empire because the cities of Sigma, and they did say, "Don't worry, this stuff's coming back yeah, in the old world." They did. Yeah. So I know it's coming back, but the question is: is say say this launches for fifteenth of February, will those Empire boxes be available? Because we know they're coming. We know Blackhawks are coming back because they've yeah. said it. But is it only coming back when they launch the army, which we don't know when that is, or will it be day one? Like, is, nah, that's what I'm getting. That's a good question. I think launching the army. I can't see them sending all this stock out in one big go. Okay, um, so you reckon there won't be much in the whole world web store initially? There's going to be like two armies that have yeah, stuff. Yeah, Bretonians. Bretonians and Tomb yeah. Kings, and that's Tomb it. Kings. And yeah, right. And then a but few then, months later, wow. you'll see the next drop, and then a few months but later. You know what? See. <laughs> You think they'll have of, rules for all the armies in that release, though? Well, look, they I don't know if gonna they're going to have PDFs for everything else. Yeah, I'm you not don't sure. Think, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? What do you mean everything else? Sorry, what do you mean, Andrew? Like, possibly at the start, you might not have a book for the core factions straight up. You might only have... Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, and they might just have a simple PDF until the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Empire will be in the index, but we know it'll get a proper book or something. Yeah, yeah, all the index. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe they don't care about this because maybe they know it's such a smaller game, and you know, in the big scheme of things, like, well, eventually we'll catch up, but we just deal with it. But it just feels very un Games Workshop. It does. It does. The example that someone gave about this recently. Oh, maybe that was today. Because, uh, well, sorry, That's I'll go back recent. to the first one. The rumor, there was that rumor that um, the old Saurus are not coming back. So, because they're not on the supported list and they've all already redone all the AOS ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, yeah. Elizabeth will get a, they're going to get an index. Yeah. So, are they just going to, are we just going to pillage the AOS line? Is that the, is that, are you talking is, about non-core factions now? Is yeah, that like, well, yeah, like, is there a goal for yeah, non-core factions to say, well, you're just going to have to use AOS? Um, I reckon because we're well, never going to bring of, back the plastics at all. There's lots of options. Yeah, I mean, there's minimal options for some of those non-core factions. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dark Elves. Yeah. Which, well, again, worse the, is a Sigma, but they're mostly being all of it. They're still on the web store at the moment. Some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. But it's it's so strange, isn't it? Like if it doesn't make sense for them to be really listening to this game. <laughs> yeah, not with the it's just this fits like initially when I was I just thought naively really a weird. bit that they were just I mean, I hadn't thought at one point they might dual kit some stuff and just go, look, you know, like the dwarf, you know how the dwarf, the newer dwarf stuff is in Cities of Sigma still? You still buy yeah. the boxes. I feel like, but we know that those ones 
like the Iron Drakes and stuff are in Old World too because we've seen the pictures of them. So it's like, yeah. are you going to bring two boxes out? Why don't you just have the same box and just yeah. say it's AOS and... I reckon yeah. they will. I reckon they're going to have to. Yeah, I feel like what they've done is rather than focus on the miniatures, this is like a game where game. they're releasing, they're focusing on rules. They're actually is that releasing what I'm actually rules. confused about? I, just, I can't believe yeah. that. For once in their life, they're actually like, <laughs> this is the rules. We're, we're putting out these rules True. for these yeah. miniatures that you, we know you already have. Yeah. So we're not really trying to get your money in a way like because they don't have enough support like they were initially going to put out huge faction releases with like um you know kislev and all that kind of thing yeah like a whole thing of it and then it got reeled right back in they still want to re-release the game but because their investment is so limited that means they can only have a few new units come out but that's almost a self-fulfilling problem Mm -hmm. there you know where because they release all the rules everyone will get really excited but then the sales might not be that great because they don't have any of these miniatures available. So then everyone yeah. just goes to third yeah. party and, they'll and be like, just, oh, this like sources it themselves. Like, yeah. oh, I love this rule. This would be great. Yeah. But then they won't. They won't the games actually won't see the success because yeah. they haven't actually. I mean, that's what I was a bit worried provided about. Provided the miniatures for it, people to buy them. Because it killed the game <laughs> early just because of poor model sales because of some of these decisions. That's what I wrote in the thing. I'm just like, that's really weird. Um the only other thing I could think of is they do like show a lot of the stuff that's there, but say, you know, like a lot of the stuff they'll say it's out. You've got to put your email address and we'll see yeah, when yeah. it's available. Um, mm. Maybe that can give them an indication. If they do that for a couple of weeks or a month, they can know, okay, we need to, we could, we need to make this box, this box, this box. Cause they're the popular ones, you know, I don't know. I think yeah. the way they're doing it is smart. Like to, to me personally, without doing a huge investment, the one thing that's going to, really make or break the game is going to be the rule set if you've got a solid rule set um most people coming back to the old world are going to be former players yeah of you know whatever edition um plus there is a ample supply of models getting around i know you know they're probably getting a bit older now um and obviously, like you said, you got the 3D option. They're probably looking at, well, all right, people might buy 3D sets here and there, but in the long term, when we do finally get these models out and we finally have enough models, most people are going to be running Games Workshop models. I mean, you got 3D model options that are a hell of a lot cheaper for pretty much most 40K armies and mm. proxies and mm. things like that, but people don't get them for reasons such as you can't take them to competitive gaming or a games workshop store or you know just there's a bit of stigma in having 3d models sometimes um i i feel it's it it's pretty smart like i i i can see what they've done um and for them to you know if they're making all these old world models that might not sell as quick. That's them losing money when they could be printing the 40Ks and the Age of Sigmas, which are going to be mm, selling mm. like hotcakes. Um, I just yeah. feel like it's just going to be a slow and steady release. Um, and they can still market it off the books getting sold. Um, well, they're not done. I guess one thing to go back on my point that is this going to kill because poor model sales is going to pull a game. But yeah. I think they're so much more connected to the community that they'll know it's popular because they'll see it yeah. bloody being played. Yeah. 
Yeah, and hopefully, if the if the models they do release, the few models they do release yeah. sell well, yeah, that will then entice them to go. Okay, it's going to be in our interest to continue to now re-release new factions and like just well, not, but new factions, but re-release the old stuff in you know in a, in a, in a more complete yeah. way. But going back to the, like the Lizardman thing, and and, and yeah. I made a comment about the Skaven thing because I think they're you know the rumor is fourth edition AOS it will be a Skaven maybe Stormcast or something I don't know yeah. box set because um, that you know they're still using all the old stuff. I feel like if those Skaven if those index lists are good, even though when they're not in the core factions, yeah, and this game goes good. I can see AOS models just getting pillaged from for people to buy yeah. this game. Oh, which they'd be I guess silly then they make money those, as well. Yeah. They go, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we're making money, so it doesn't matter. They'd um, have to. It's got to be some crossover. They'd be silly not to, you know, just rename it to something. Oh, it's not Storm Fiends. It's you know, mm. uh, whatever, whatever they want to call it. But yeah, you'd you'd be silly not to say. I know they've said it that they're not going to have a crossover of models, but I mean, that's just, yeah, that's I just think poor. it depends how you read that. Hey, cause it could be more like, Hey, you know, we're not going to bring Stormcast into this. So we're not going to bring, yeah. you know, some weird ass yeah. AOS fit, like the CL things or whatever. They're not coming in or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. But you the know, ones that were can... crossed over, I'm just like, yeah. It'd have to. Know. Yeah. But yeah. Like the Saurus, <laughs> like the new Saurus. Yeah, I mean, why would you ever build on the old ones? The new ones look, I mean, they're yeah, expensive, they look but they look awesome. They and look if good, they've yeah. increased the base sizes, you've got more chance of putting it all on there. Um, yeah, if they were like 32s or something. Mm, so yeah, they might, just, they might just fit. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's some uh, some method to the madness. Well, this, I mean, it wouldn't just surprise me. Eh? That, I mean, the thing is, I guess the two things that make me think about that it doesn't matter if, like, AOS, they went through a crazy time where they nearly tanked the company and 7th edition 40K sucked or whatever and, like, you know, they yeah. had to fix it. So I feel like they're probably like, this is going to be a blip. Like, if this comes out and it goes good but we haven't got all the models yet, it's going to suck a bit but I think everyone yeah. will hang by us and we'll get there. And yeah, and I guess Horace Heresy has been doing that for ages, hey, because it was – they didn't have half the models and you had to, if you did, you had to buy them from Forgeville and they cost a heap. So everyone was like yeah. modeling 40K stuff. Um, yeah. And they've just gone, well, that's the same clientele that we're selling to. We're not selling to little Jimmy who comes in the game's workshop. We're not, we're not putting old world in front of that little kid because they're no. just like. He wants his space Marine or his Sig Marine. Yeah. 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 So I guess that's cool, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see because I am totally confused as to what, is going to be their day one launch, you know? Like, it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it will be weird if it's just Tomb Kings and Bretonians and that's it. And, no, I don't know. Yeah, well, and this is what, uh, that's what Val said, or, or one of them today was Blood Bowl did that. Um, when they re-released Blood yeah. Bowl, they only had the two plastic, like, empire, uh, was it humans and orcs in the, Blood Bowl, right. the, the yep. re-release one, and they right. didn't have any other ones. They eventually started uh, uh, bringing new ones out, all doing the mail, um, what's it called, made to order for the old metal ones. Yeah. But you couldn't go to the Blood Bowl site and buy any team. They just had the two that came in the box. Two. Yeah, so right. Imagine the sales, but Tomb Kings and Bretonians. It's like the two most expensive 
factions mm. that you could possibly mm. buy secondhand. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I dare say there's going to be some empty shelves if they're the oh, two. Oh, that... I think whatever they put out, they're going to just, it's going to sell out. And like I said, I reckon yeah. they'll sell out a lot of AOS stuff as well because it's just going to go. Yeah. Um, so anything yeah. remotely like proxyable <laughs> will get some, <laughs> will get bought. Especially once people know the base sizes because they'll go, oh, okay, so they are 32s. Oh, okay, well, I will buy these. Like the Slaves to Darkness AOS box set. Like yeah. if that fits on a square bases, that's going to go because they, yeah, they're knights and foot troops yeah. and stuff. You just take they, <laughs> just yeah. almost kind of fit on twenty five. So oh, yeah, I feel I like like thirty two. Have you done that? Have you? Oh, I, haven't. Oh, oh, I looked into it. Oh, did you? Yeah. The, are you talking about the warriors, the chaos warriors? Yeah, the warriors. The yeah, yeah. The darkness. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen yeah. people be able to rate it up on twenty fives. Yeah, you've got to like label <laughs> each. Each one, yeah. <laughs> because they're just like really squished on there. Um, so on thirty twos, they probably would be quite, ooh, quite ruby, quite generous. Yeah, you wouldn't want to put them on a small twenty five because they're so dynamic. Those guys, like they look, yeah. they need their space. <laughs> yeah, nah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, anyway, I mean that. I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts on it, but that's sort of what I wanted to. Not not warning or anything, not warning bells or anything, but I was a little bit concerned when I hear things like, you know, the old Saurus aren't coming out. I mean, like even future, like what does that mean? Like like say we're, we're all operating under the assumption that there's nine factions. If this goes well, the others are going to come. Yeah. But yeah. if they're not bringing out the old Saurus kits, and if that's – let's just assume that's true, right? Like they're, they're not bringing out the old Lizardman stuff. When they do get around to doing Lizardman – is that when they dual kit AOS or like, yeah, I don't know, or do they just re-bring out yeah, Lizardman again? I, I mean, we have no idea, I guess, but. Uh, they, they probably don't have an idea. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it all just depends on, on how Sales. successful the whole thing is as to how far they go with support. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're talking like, what, years and years away before you yeah. see those other non-supported <clears throat> factions getting released if they do yeah and i, I think yeah. they're, i'm they're, gonna like that I'll... their long-term plan i think will be trying yeah, to, to really supersede the old kits anyway you would think yeah right? yeah because they've yeah. got to sell a lot more of the new stuff even if it's specifically for yeah. the old world i think you know if you're talking about years and if it's easy successful then they will be wanting to yeah get out the new kits like the foot knights of the bretonia that type of thing just say just say, stuff that no one has because that way you know you, you really want to buy it you yeah. know and i feel like if they're pushing the scale up a little bit which it looks like they are with the foot knights compared to the size of the old you know men in arms and that type of thing <laughs> that's probably going to be how they approach yeah. just you know just marginalizing the old stuff anyway and i think that might yeah that, that yeah. might be one yeah. way they're approaching it you're right i mean yeah. look I think yeah, yeah, hundred percent right. I reckon because if you if you said what's their goal in fifteen years if everything was successful, they'd have n number of game systems all with their own miniatures, all selling well. Yeah, and yeah. Heresy's the same. Like you know, they it looks like they just keep releasing Space Marines, but in reality, they're bringing out you know Mark Three Space Marines and Mark Six Assault ones because yeah, they're all Heresy ones. You know, you don't use them yeah. in forty k. And now forty k no. has totally different Space Marines because they're all those Primaris ones. So you like with what I've been, I mean, I, I don't know anything this, about this, but as I'm buying heresy, I'm not buying any 40 K stuff. So yeah. they'll want that 
with old world, weren't they, at one point? Like you buy the old world Skaven, for example, down the track. And there's yeah. there might be Skaven in um, AOS, but they don't have to cross over because now they can sell to two different people. And you can, you, if you choose to cross over, there's modeling options. You can just fill around with it, but it's not the yeah. goal. Yeah. So I get it. It's just, it's just seems very weird that, yeah. Um, they're, you know, basically, uh, you know, either acknowledging new people aren't going to come on this game and it's all old people, or, um, if you do, you have to, you have to get miniatures somewhere else for a bit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is, yeah. So bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, but I get why they're like, yeah, they might yeah. be limited in their ability to support that. Yeah, imagine yeah. the commitment of trying to, you know, get all these races and all these kits and yeah, yeah. Just... Well, that, well, that is that why it died originally. That's why they killed it. That's why they killed the world, isn't it? Because they had to support this massive range yeah. of fantasy models that just weren't selling well, and it just yeah. wasn't profitable. To yep. be to having this all this stock for such a diverse uh, range, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. I just think the if we had the community, if we had Warhammer community team that are doing what they're doing now back then, Warhammer fantasy wouldn't have died. It would always be lower than what. Yeah. Thingy was, but. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they yeah. weren't doing any community. They weren't doing yeah. campaign, like apart from the end of the world. But yeah. you know, they weren't putting out. Interesting that sold really supplements well. or smashed, they went right. That's yeah, really so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It just shows that they, there yeah. was potential sitting there, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. They know, just didn't do crap. They just didn't do anything. They didn't do supplementary lists. Like the storm, like the storm of chaos lists is the prime example of really successful supplements. Mm. They they could really enhance the game in a really themey way. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, sure, they're a little bit more powerful, I think, than the regular lists, but not in a way that destroyed the 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 dynamic of the the edition. Um, yeah. uh, and they're just so unique and TV, and they've got the whole you know the whole campaign, the Storm of Cast behind it as yeah. well. Yeah, I think um, yeah, there are just too, so like, many interesting modeling opportunities and things you can do. And it just I, yeah, I think the, I think that just adds variability. It allows you to sell more. Like they can bring out yeah. different stuff and sell it. I think people like those campaign things and stuff. Yeah. Tournament yeah. organizers will comp stuff if it has to. Like I think the if thing that shoots to, yeah. people off is the broken rules or the non FAQ. Like how does this play? You know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if Games Workshop just rule on that, which they do a much better job now doing, um, the TOs have got no issue going, okay, well, that's cool. That that thing's still OP, so I'm going to, like, do something with it, you know, like comp yeah. it until it gets changed down the track, you know, with a point value or something. But yeah. it's it's the ignorance that pisses people off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, talk to us. Yeah. yeah that's what they need. Yeah. So, yeah. The feeling with such, like with six, with such various ver, huge variety of lists compared to eighth, it almost feels like it's it makes it harder for the meta to settle a little mm, bit as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah. you when you when you've only got like twelve other lists, army lists that you know certain things that are really good that there aren't any counters for in that limited select pool of lists yep. can yep. really start to dominate. But if you've got 25, 30 different lists, you got to have more. Um, variability that that might prevent certain strong things from actually really dominating the meta, mm, or at least yeah. it takes it takes a longer for it to become apparent. You know. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's right. what you've seen in now. I don't know what I don't think Heresy does it too much, but you know, with obviously iOS and 
40k where you've got those detachments or formations i mean even just in one list army list you're allowed yeah. you're able without doing a themed list as such but it's it's well it sort know, of was a themed list isn't yeah, that like it is a, a, theme. a you're, you're skewing it down a certain yeah yeah turning it into a theme list yeah yeah and so I think that, yeah, you're right. Like I think that totally works to keep adjusting the meta because it's always just the arms race then. Like this one gets better, so now it makes another faction's detachment get better to combat it and then it just moves around. Yeah. And it helps people buy everything in the whole bloody army, whereas, yeah. you know, well, if you're adjusting you go, power levels I've around. only got Savage yeah. Orcs because why would I ever buy Orc Boys? Yeah. That type yeah. of thing, you know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. And it's just also... The fluff. That's one good thing with Age of Sigma. It's like a, mm. it's this breathing, evolving, changing world. So yeah. the new General's Handbook comes out. It's got all these new, you know, the points obviously change, um, the objectives change, and they make, you know, wizards more powerful, or they make melee more powerful, you know, and then yeah. obviously that changes, like you're saying, people's armies up as well. So people are like, oh. The meta's changed now. Oh, I've got to go buy this. Oh, I've got to yeah. go buy that to yeah. you know keep up the Joneses. But the yeah. fluff is the fluff is great. Um, yeah. That's that's one thing that Age of Sigma does well. Like you read through a general's handbook and you're like, it's got maps. It's got oh yeah, you know like who doesn't love a good map? And it's like <laughs> oh we're going here and it yeah. gives you reasons why you got these objectives. Yeah, I think and, they're definitely starting yeah. to. I mean, I haven't I haven't looked at any of the fluff. I couldn't even get through my um. What's it called? The get? What's the what's the what's the squig one? What are they called? The the goblins and the squigs. What what army is that? The gits git. Oh yeah, moonspite gits. What are they called? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get through yeah. the whole book because um, oh, I just don't understand the whole thing. Uh, that's different. But I but I will say it seems to be getting more clarity around it. Whereas I think that was the problem in the early days. It was like, what the hell is all this? But yes, yeah. yeah, and the stormcast even. They're, they've got an interesting little spin on them. So, like, it's interesting. I just um, yeah. need to open my AOS box and paint some stuff at some point so we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pace of the meta is also really important. Like, yeah. back when I was playing Age of Sigma, they were just putting out too much and things were, you know, the new stuff was really powerful and it just made you feel like, oh, I spent all this time working on this army and now it's, like... Redundant. Not, feels yeah. like it's, yeah, it's redundant. Yeah. It's not that competitive yeah. and it just... It was it was very deflating, um, uh, and really quite a turn off. Well, but, I, that's what I was gonna say before. Um, I'm pretty sure we will have a slower release cycle, like yeah. Heresy, where it might be four years or five years for the core book changes. Yeah, and I feel like that's a bit healthier. That um, is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's for like sure. the General's Handbook. Like they had whatever it was. They had like two seasons within the the year, or the I think it was. Yeah, they, they halved it, didn't they? Like they basically yeah, it, up it was it was getting out of control. It was yeah. like yeah, you sort of every six months or year or whatever you had to buy this new general's handbook that had all a bunch of new rules and a bunch of new yeah. um like a campaign sort of thing. It's just and you don't it's, mind it's if too it's too much pay to play in a way, but not if it's like within a six to three month thing when nah, people, nah. people don't have the money to not only pay for the expensive models but then like you said josh paint them up <laughs> and by the time you got them there the meta's changed it's like oh fuck it. Yeah. yeah especially like you know it's a it's an aging older community who grumbly and don't like change so yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not even about chasing the meta it's more about just 
being able to play and enjoy the game is without just being taken off the board because some you mm. units really powerful and you just got no chance to be even competitive. Yeah. Like that's that's what you don't want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, well, we did talk about factions. Uh, again, yeah, I didn't have any specifics. Just was wanting to hear your thoughts. No, like, yeah, this good. is all mm-hmm. entirely theoretical and full yeah. of conjecture. You might get some more <laughs> answers. I mean, I'd love to get some answers, at least an army composition, but I don't know if that'll drag into sort of what models might be available or not. Like, yeah. um, I guess we'll find out. Um, well, yeah, so they're doing Universal Special Rules next week. Is there any yeah. other, what other topics would might there be? I feel like they might keep doing this till Christmas or something. Yeah, I reckon they've got a couple more of these in them. There might be, they might do some ones around scenarios too, or something, or yeah, um, or maybe characters. Like I'd like to find mm. a bit more of like, like the BSB does. And didn't champions the Legion? What's you know the epic, whatever the new one is? Didn't they talk about army composition in one of their ones, like how they build them up? Because I'd love to see that, but I don't know if it's too boring for. Um, for it as well but i think most people would want to know you know yeah. is it heroes is it oh, sorry is it percentage is it slots like that type of thing is there monsters you know how's it how's it all work but, i'm sure uh, they could give you anything like that and i'd be happy mm. I, I like the pace that's coming out like it's not awesome but obviously you know it, it's enough to keep you going and every sort of tuesday morning or get up mm. and i'm like oh let's go have a look you know yeah. like it's yeah Little, the only thing little, I would have liked Christmas present every Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if we've got enough weeks or am I, uh, probably not, but it'd be cool. I was wondering if they eventually they'd just turn it into like a faction per week as well and have a description about what makes them special in the old world and a bit of history, you know, going yeah. into it. But um Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, yeah. they might be running out of time for that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because to cover eight faction, yeah, that might be yeah, hard to do that on a weekly basis unless they change the the yeah um, the cadence. So they probably will um, getting closer to the release. They might be pumping out a bit more. Who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't mind the thing on terrain, terrain mm. rules. Yep. I yep. think that's yeah, that's something they could do. Yeah, that would be good. Um, cool. Anyway, should we um, wrap this one up for another week, guys? Retire know. for the night. Yeah, I think so. Chatted for long enough, I guess. Not yeah. ridiculous. Uh, no, it's pretty good. Nah, I, think it's pretty I feel like this is a, and... a, an appropriate length for people to, yeah, to right. listen, digest, but not, but not yeah. uh, get sick of our voices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and nah, no and indigestion. <laughs> next week will be uh, yes. interesting because I it, I know they're going to obviously hopefully answer one of the some of the you know like armor bane and one of the ones we've been questioning. But I wouldn't be surprised oh, if there's a few special rules that oh, come out. I don't yeah. be, I really feel like it's Christmas if I if I got an answer for Armband. It's buggy. They're clearly listening too, I reckon, GW. Yeah. So yeah, Armorbane guys, get that get that <laughs> out. What it is. We wanna know. Awesome. Anyway, guys, I might um, wrap this one up if you've got nothing else. But, yeah, thanks, listeners, for listening to another one of our Old World Fanatics podcasts. Um, and we're gonna be here every week, so just keep leaving us your five-star reviews on your podcast software of choice so we can, you know, spread the word, I guess, get more listeners in. We always like that. Um, and, yeah, just keep hitting up on socials. We, we're always getting discussions during the week. So, like, just search Old World Fanatics on whatever you're on and I'm sure you'll yeah. find Facebook, one of us on there Instagram. and we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll have a chat about 
that's coming up and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, thanks, Josh and Andrew. Thanks for another episode. And I nah, guess we'll cheers. see thanks, you Colin. next week. Yep. All day. All right. See you guys. Ciao, guys. Makes me just wish I was playing Warhammer right now.